Welcome to Game & Watch with Aaron and James, the show where we talk about games we've been gaming and movies and TV shows we have been watching. I'm Aaron. And I'm James. And today we're talking about Donkey Kong Country 2, uh, Diddy Kong's Quest, released in 1995 for the Super Nintendo. Um, Diddy's game- Kong Quest. Diddy's Kong, Diddy Kong's, Diddy's Kong Quest. Yes, not Diddy Kong's <laughs> Quest, Diddy's Kong Quest. Diddy's conquest. I feel like every episode I say a word or sequence of words more in my entire life in that episode than I ever have before. And I feel like I've said Diddy's conquest probably more in my life in just the last 10 seconds than I ever have before. <laughs> well, you got it right. And now we can start. Yeah. And th- would you say uh, fair to say that we were very excited to cover this game? We are. We have a very special guest. We do. That's how excited we are. We have Brian with us today. <laughs> Hello. I was wondering well, when you were going to actually say who it was. Hi, I'm Brian. We had to chastise uh, Aaron first for mispronouncing the game's title. Okay, just so you know, I was on mute and I was waiting for you guys to introduce me before I started talking, but I was so ready to jump all over him because he mispronounced <laughs> the title. <laughs> I wish you weren't off mute so you could have uh, could have chastised him, but we're not gonna. There are new no are no redos in podcasting. You're right. So he's he's gonna have no, to. That, the mistake is memorialized forever. Exist. Yeah, yeah. We the, the tech isn't there. We can't redo any part. No, I, I I have no editing skills, and so we're just no. gonna let that be there forever. Yeah. yeah. But um, Brian has as a conquest. That's just what this title is. What is the first uh, the first one's title? It's just Donkey Kong Country. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not yeah. Donkey's Kong Country? <laughs> <laughs> no. Actually, I mean, Donkey's Kong Country makes sense if he's the one I in like charge that. of Kong Country. I think the third one is Dixie's Double Trouble or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. What were you going to say, Aaron? Um, no, I was just going to say, uh, as the special guest, Brian, why don't you tell us why we invited you on? Why Why Donkey Kong Country 2? What, what is your experience with this game? Uh, well, it's my... F- probably my favorite game ever developed at least for super nintendo at least um first experienced it uh probably like second grade-ish around the same time i met james actually uh he used to come over after school and we would just um conquest all over the place (laughs) uh it was (laughs) it's a memory i never forget uh and i think uh james shares the same sentiment about it uh, it's kind of it's yeah. just been a game that's like every step of my life I could just start playing it and kind of takes me back into that amazing feeling that you get when you first pick it up and you're like whoa what is this place and it's great I well said echo all that uh, that that is exactly my history I was gonna ask you like was it se- second grade I think it was like right away when we met each other we when I would come over we started playing this this was like yeah, it was either right along when the N64 came out or right before. So we weren't like distracted by playing Nintendo 64. Like this was, I think, the only system we would play for a bit. Like th- th- we played this game and, and Yoshi's Island. Yeah, also a good one. A lot. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I don't remember exactly when it was. I just know I met you around second grade. And that yeah. was uh, 
<laughs> when I met Diddy and Dixie as well. Oh, yeah. look, at, look at the foursome of you going <laughs> off on adventures. I uh, This was the first Donkey Kong game, or no, sorry, second Donkey Kong game I ever played. The first one was Donkey Kong Land for Game Boy. And then I, I think soon after I played this game, I got Donkey Kong Land 2 for Game Boy, which is kind of like, well, as we'll explain in a bit, it's kind of like the same game, but a little bit whittled down. Um, but yeah, um, I'm going to try to save some of my thoughts for later. Uh, but I, I mean, I don't really see a need to continue this podcast after this episode because I do think this is my favorite game of all time. And ever. we just did it. And we just we did it. it. And so my heart's yeah. really not going to be in the rest of the episodes that we do after this. So we I might as well it. just call it quits. Uh, we had it. it. We had a good run. Um, wait, I mean, yeah. sorry. I wait until we do your favorite game and then I'll quit. Oh, James, we've already done the Pokemon trading card game. <laughs> I was I had a feeling you were going to pick one of the games you've already done. <laughs> and I was I didn't know which it would be um, Kingdom Hearts or something. Oh, but God. yeah, um, this is just a, a phenomenal video game um, and not just like 2D platform in its genre. I think it's one of one of the best, if not the actually, who am I kidding? I think it's the best 2D platformer ever made. I think it might even be the best three, the best, not, not best 3D, but best platformer, period. Um, and yeah, I, I'll, I'll save some of my other thoughts, but yeah, I, I adore this game. Yeah, and I, I guess we might, we might, uh, I'm sure we'll touch on this later on when we get in the details, but I think just an overview of what makes it so special. I think it's just that like all the other games back then, at least that I was playing, seemed like pixelated and and fake and like mm -hmm. it's like this weird plumber in overalls that doesn't even look like a plumber he just kind of looks like a blob on the screen and he jumps on weird creatures and nothing makes sense but then this game comes out and it's like that silicon animation whatever they used and it's like you really feel like you're going somewhere different and yes. it's and it's from and it's on super nintendo like yeah like it's just the the worlds that they created were it's just so beautiful and then the gameplay itself is uh, it's gripping and frustrating and it, it just brings out every emotion you have yeah it feels when like you look a, at a, it. an animated adventure like you're playing an animated yeah. movie like right yeah what Aaron? Yeah. oh no i was just gonna say when you look at it now um it it's still impressive i think today but if you look at it now and you don't have that past experience with it I don't think it can be overstated how mind blowing those graphics were when you were oh, seven, yeah. eight years old when the right. game came out. Yeah. Um, because you're right, the jump from say something like Super Mario World, which basically is like a souped up NES game, um, to this, uh, it's crazy. It's wild that they're you can look at both of them and they were on the same system. Yeah. Yeah. What's your history, Aaron? So my history um, is somewhat similar to you guys. Uh, I first played this game when I was pretty young, like seven, eight years old at a cousin's house um, and then didn't play it for a while. I definitely liked Donkey Kong. He was a character I appreciated um, and then started playing it again a little bit with Brian when we became friends in high school. But that was more Star Fox time um, <laughs> we played. Um, and then in college, our friend Mike uh, had a Super Nintendo and I must have played this game to completion with him. Uh, five times at least probably yeah Aaron um, I actually texted Mike right before this and said hey I'm doing a podcast with Aaron about this game <laughs> yeah I, will, I hope he listens to this episode um, we should have got him on here but four people would just be you know too many cooks in the kitchen it too many Kongs in the quest 
Too many nice. Kongs in the quest. <laughs> I'm going to bring yeah. up the, t- the correct That's title good. of the game as many times as I can yeah. to make you feel shame. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I love this game, especially playing two player. I think there's a special magic to it playing two player. Um, for this episode, I replayed it uh, one player. Uh, Edgar and I were going to play through it together, but we just ran out of time. But um, playing it one player again, I did have some updated kind of impressions of it that we'll get to. But I still feel like it's one of the most nostalgic 2D platformers for me. Um, I did not grow up with a Super Nintendo. I had a Genesis. So a lot of people, um, you know, have fondness for Super Mario World. I love that game. It's a great game, but I didn't play it until later. Um, But um, yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog was my favorite. And then just, um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that thought. So maybe we can cut it. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, not going to cut it. Um, You mean cut you off? Yeah, cut me off. Go um, uh, I'm glad you brought up the single player thing because I, 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 it only hit me about halfway through that this was the first time I played by myself in a while. I mean, I've replayed this game, I don't know how many times, so many, but I, the last like four or five times I've played this in the last like three, four years have been with friends. I hadn't played this game by myself in a long time. And it was, I mean, it's a blast doing it. Um, and usually when I'm playing two player, there's drinking involved, um, which <laughs> makes me much worse at it. It makes me not remember where things are. Um, but yeah, it, it was almost like playing it, like having a no- different experience with it, um, revisiting it in one player mode for the first time. And I like that you said, like, I mean, that you grew up with Genesis and I wasn't a Genesis person. Um, but the contrast between this and Mario, I, I get Super Mario World is great. I know Brian just said it's a stupid game with a dumb plumber who doesn't even look like a plumber. So oh, you I'm heard not it ins- here. Brian hates <laughs> Super Mario. World. No, 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 no. Super Mario kidding. World is like probably yeah. second on my list for uh, for this platform. But In- um, <laughs> that's a really good one too. It but is, like, yeah. But seriously, I mean, just if you looked at the graphics, that's that's what I was trying to. I know. That's I, what I was trying to. Uh, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> I guess what I was trying to say with the Genesis is if you look at Sonic the Hedgehog 2 versus Donkey Kong Country 2, one of those is so clearly the king of co-op, co-op gameplay. And one of yeah. those is so obviously not. Um, yeah. And those were kind of the two that mm. I that I played a lot of. Um, so, yeah, this is just stands up as one of the great 2D platformers of that era. Yeah. Um, and back to your point on playing as a team, like, a lot of there's a lot of games on Super Nintendo. I feel like I, I, w- I was just kind of playing solo. But like this game, for maybe it was just because it was like Jimmy my thing at the time that like he would come over and we would both play. But like I think it's really cool that you kind of get like the sense of teamwork. Like, oh no, I've got Dixie right now. Like, let me jump over there and like I'll get yeah. that, and then we'll switch back to you. And it was just it's kind of I don't know. It really created a a nice like co-op. Like we're doing this together as a team kind of thing and i really like that i think that's a cool a cool feature there i couldn't agree more i could i could agree a little bit more <laughs> um but but um how how did we get here um so this how was developed that? by rare published by nintendo directed by tim stamper one of the two stampers that founded rare we won't get into where rare has gone since um their glory days that we could save that for one of our special episodes i think i think i like that it probably needs one um this was produced and designed by Greg Mails, who was the director of Banjo-Kazooie, Banjo-Tooie, the lead designer of Donkey Kong Country 1. This is kind of like his vision. And the soundtrack, one of the best soundtracks ever made, I think, was composed yeah. by David Wise, who yep. did what he was paid to do and then some. He probably didn't get enough money for this. 
he did most of the other Donkey Kong Donkey Kong games, including Diddy Kong Racing. I would actually say, as much as I think that Donkey Kong Country three and one have fantastic music, I think Diddy Kong Racing is like his second best soundtrack after after this game. Do you agree, or do, do, are you mocking it? <laughs> no, I I think it's great. I like the fact that you said Diddy Kong Racing, and that song popped into my head immediately. Yeah, knows that that soundtrack has staying power. He has like expertly blended so many different genres, tapped into various genres in this game. There's a lot of a lot of disco and hip hop influences, various like melancholic music and 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 lighthearted music, and just it's, it's like somber and 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 sweet and energetic, and it's just. It's such a yeah. diverse, well-composed work. It, it's it's astounding. It really to me. Is. Just even coming back after all this, like time over time and time again, it, it blows me away every time. And and we're not the only people who think that. I mean, oh, absolutely. There's uh, I don't know. In the there's a lot of people on YouTube covering yeah uh, the songs from this game and i don't know if you'd like leave show notes in the bottom of this but you should put some links to those because <laughs> they're really really good like yeah. they do like heavy metal covers of this or just like i don't know it's just it's just great music and james and i even uh covered a couple of the songs in our little yeah little jam circle and it was fun just go back and forth between these songs and some some fish songs or whatever and it's it yeah. flows really well it does <laughs> we, do, we don't have show notes maybe we should i mean i was gonna just start putting like aaron's personal information in our show notes yeah like, like his come, new address come, and yeah come find me in guatemala <laughs> bring it <laughs> just dare, dare uh, anyone <laughs> to go over there um yeah. speaking of the music i i like how we mentioned specifically melancholic uh kind of tones to it and kind of just chill, like low key vibes to the music, because again, you know, I don't want to make a million comparisons to Super Mario World, but it feels natural because well, Brian will get really angry with you if you do. Well, apparently, because even though, even though it's his number two best game on the system, he has a lot of enmity towards it. But um, no, I, I think so. If you think about Super Mario World, if you think about the music in that, also very iconic. A lot of people know that music. But if you think about something like the ghost house, which is scarier, it's a different vibe. Um, that music is very, still very high energy, still yeah. very, um, a little bit manic. Whereas the music in Donkey Kong Country 2, it's very appropriate to the setting. So in the water levels, uh, the music is very calming and soothing. Um, in the, the, the like the swampy levels, again, same thing. We, you get a little more melancholic kind of tracks. It's always fitting to where you are um, in a way that I think Mario sometimes is not. Yeah, yes. that's a great point. Absolutely. I, I, yeah, about the energy. Like, I mean, even even like in the old school Mario, most of the it's like almost anxiety inducing, except the water level. But even the water music, that classic original Mario water music, is sort of higher energy too. It doesn't really have an equivalent. Like, I mean, eventually Mario music would become that. And I think maybe that's why, but do you think the, the um, Dire Dire Docs music for Mario 64 was like the first time Mario really did that? Yeah. And Dire yeah. Dire Docs, that music gives me kind of vibes of the water music in this game. Yeah. 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 It's Both, good. Yeah. Too. Water, water levels often a pain in the ass, but have some of the best music. Go figure. Agreed. Yeah. Strange, but agreed. Yeah. I hate water levels. We'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah. We will talk about we, it. We, we will have to. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
so yeah so this game is very piratey themed uh that, that was based on greg Mayo's fa- fascination with the golden age of piracy he um he wanted this game to be less linear than donkey Kong country one and to encourage exploration i think that he absolutely succeeded in doing that because there are a lot of things that are very well hidden in this game and it really encourages you and you think like expo- exploration in a 2d platform i feel like this was the first one of the actually only like few platformers where I felt like that is encouraged in a way that like in Mario, when you get, I'm sorry, Brian, but it would, if you pick up like the feather, like, you know that you can fly and you can have to like dart out in certain directions and maybe you'll like land on a cloud. That's got like some bonus shit on it. But I think this game that seems more like happenstance, not happenstance. It just, it doesn't seem as encouraged as this game does like the game is really pushing you to utilize the mechanics and the skills of your characters to search every nook and cranny of a level and you're very often rewarded in doing so i think the game signals this well by having not exclusively but a lot of the secret areas you need to get special pickups and break things things like that and the game signals this by it'll have like a cannonball somewhere just dropped And you're thinking, why is there a cannonball? You could use it to kill a random enemy that's flying at you, but then you lose the cannonball. Um, So it signals to you that like, hey, maybe this cannonball is for something other than just killing a random enemy. If you can carry it and you can dodge enough enemies, you'll get to the little cannon and then it shoots you to the bonus part of the stage. So it does do queuing, letting you know that, hey, guys, like take this, do something with it. You'll probably get a secret. Yeah. Yeah. And despite that, it's still difficult in a lot of it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of times where like you'll you'll just see a random banana off in the distance, and it's like, what are you? Why is that there? Yeah. And so then like you you kind of events investigate it, and a lot of times you are rewarded. Sometimes you just die, and it's like, uh, <laughs> you bastards! Why would you do that? Yeah. But like yeah, it's uh, they de- it definitely was encouraged to explore. Yeah, um, I was sometimes it's 90... fun. Sometimes it's kind of like okay why do you think I have that much time to just go <laughs> off and like kill myself to, to see if that banana hanging over there is like worth anything. Yeah. But well, it is, we... it is a really crafty way of like just hinting at you like, Hey, maybe you should come, come this way. Check it out. Yeah. We've often talked to, I think this is a victim of it as well. Um, the idea that old school games, they knew people would rent them. So they purposely would make them harder so that people would have to rent them multiple times or just decide to buy the game. Um, so unfortunately I think little things like that may have been a result of that trend, but who knows? I mean, what you get, like what you're talking about, like that kind of difficulty, I think that is one of the game's strengths. I, I really, there, you will, I have very little examples in this game of like a difficulty that I think is unreasonable. I might not even have any, I have to go back through my notes as we go, but I think that this game's difficulty is a huge strength and I really don't have a ton of notes on um i notes on a couple things um about that but i mean and like to, what you were saying about brian about the bananas like I, it seems like yeah like 95 percent of the time you're gonna get something by going towards that banana and almost like there's bonus areas and bonus things where the bananas are there's very few bonus areas where there are no bananas where you just kind of have to take a complete leap of faith where there's no indicator whatsoever and i think that's also good like yeah, yeah. the nonsense of like hiding one bonus thing in another bonus level, like, holy cow, <laughs> why would you do that? That's not fair. But um, I don't know. Well, I don't know if, if, if I, you guys both 
I don't know if you both tried to 100% or Brian, you said you didn't. Uh, I did not 100% it yet, but I did uh, not. It's on my to do list. <laughs> I have before, not by myself, but I believe with Mike, but not, yeah. no, not this round. Yeah, I I did. I wanted because I had, had a feeling I could, might possibly be the only one that did it. And so I have some notes on some of those hard to find, hard to find ones. Um, yeah, I, I did my uh, classic thing where like I set out to do it and then I started running out of time and I was like, well, I have to beat the game first. <laughs> and then like, so I, I just, I just focused on beating the game and, yeah. and to my delight, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't that easy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. 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 It, like, even though I'm like 30 something, it's like still a little bit uh, challenging. I like that. Yeah. So, but yeah, now that I've, I'm all done, like it's, it's fun to go back to the levels and try and get the stuff. And I don't know. I, I do like that, like not beating it all a hundred percent until the end. Cause then it's just like, you're completely done. I like it now that I have a little bit of like, I can explore have, and like, you have clean up to do. I got, yeah, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Uh, Cranky made that very clear at the end. <laughs> <laughs> when you were, when, when Link and Mario and Yoshi were better than you. Yeah. When you, yeah. when you beat the boss, save your friend and uh, your grandpa's just like, eh, you could do better. <laughs> I mean, this, this goes to an- another topic that's also probably best covered in a special episode about the way people play video games. Cause I am not, I'm like a, I'm not a cleanup guy. I'm like, a, I need to get everything in this level before I go to the next one. And sure? I, there's only one instance in this game where I don't do that. Um, and it's specifically so I can get to a save point. Oh, save. Points. I know. I think, you know, exactly which one I'm talking about. Um, yeah. <laughs> but well, more on that later. Uh, so this game, you do not play as Donkey Kong, which was a choice specifically done to shock fans. Uh, I don't, don't think I felt that shock and nor did I care that Donkey Kong wasn't in it. Um, I was so shocked. Really? No, I didn't. (laughs) I think also too, I think for kids, especially Diddy is Diddy and Dixie are more fun characters. Mm -hmm. When you're seven, Donkey Kong is intimidating when you're a child. (laughs) (laughs) He's the grown up Kong. He is. He's the grown up character. You know, you want to play as Diddy. Diddy's your age. That's true. He gets up to no good. Aren't they the know. same age? They're friends. Yeah. Well, that doesn't Actually, mean I don't know. Age. I, yeah, I don't well, really know. What about Donkey Kong Country 3? They're wildly different ages, but I would argue they're... I was hoping Aaron Davey was going to come in with some major Donkey Kong lore knowledge. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's going to know their exact ages. No, but tell us the lore about Candy being too sexy. <laughs> well, so, so this game introduced Dixie, as you mentioned, and that coincided with the removal of Candy Kong, who was in the first game because her titties were too big, I guess. Yeah. Which is so <laughs> weird for Japan. That must have been a Japan of America. Yeah. I'm sorry, Nintendo of America, not Japan of America. I would love to go to Japan <laughs> of America. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Nintendo was concerned with candy being too sexually provocative, which I guess there wasn't much oversight in the development of the, of the first game. Uh, I just the, the I just Crash go- Bandicoot people didn't have that problem. No, no. go on. Well, Brian, uh, if you Google Candy Kong, which I just did, it's a very prov- the the Mario Wiki picture that pops up is quite provocative. So maybe I agree. All yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Diddy's character model is used as the base for Dixie. They added the ponytail clothes and changed a few features to make uh more feminine look. And Shigeru Miyamoto, the great 
Miyamoto helped a bit with the character creation. I read that he had a design for like a, a idea for a design or logo on Dixie's beret, which I'm like, if that's the extent of his contribution, then what would what we what are we even doing here? Yeah, but that's what's weird is I've heard things like that before. You'll hear like Shigeru Miyamoto helped with this game or helped design something, and then it'll be like this one tiny thing, and yeah. that's what he's credited for. So I feel like he does do that. He's a bit of a like a like a trickster Loki figure. He just like jumps in and like change one thing and then hops out. <laughs> that counts as Miyamoto's yeah guidance. I don't know. Yeah, he is and- a bit of a trickster fellow, isn't he though? <laughs> He seems like he he's got some trickster in him. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, Brian mentioned earlier the Silicon graphics. So, like, like Donkey Kong Country One, the game was developed using Silicon graphics and this advanced computer modeling technology, which kind of consisted of pre-rendered images rendered as three D objects and then transformed into two D sprites and background layers. I think that this looks incredible. We were, I think, we were all talking about how great this game looks. I, I have. There are like people I follow on Twitter and like some other video game podcasters that I listen to that actually really, really loathe the Donkey Kong Country games. These three specifically because they hate the graphics and I can't wrap my mind around it. I'm not saying that they're just objectively wrong and everyone's entitled to their opinion. I just I can't understand thinking this is bad. Like I played on like a 55 inch TV and it. Yes, it looks stretched and like a little weird at times, but like handheld or on the TVs we played it on back in the day. And even 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 a big TV. I think this game looks incredible. Yeah, I played and- this almost exclusively handheld this time and it was a sublime experience. I, I even though it's on Switch now, I played it. I, I busted out my Super Nintendo for old time's sake and did it oh. that way. Yeah, I think I can maybe understand one argument against the graphics um and that would be it's sometimes not clear if the overlap in 3d imagery is going to kill you or not because there's plenty of times i would like be half covering a like an enemy with my body and i'd be fine another time uh i like a very similar event would occur and i would be dead like it's and like the spikes and all that like or jump sometimes like sometimes you think you're yeah. gonna jump and you're definitely gonna land and then it's and you you seemingly should but you keep falling and dying that yeah. i will say is probably my biggest bugbear with this whole game. yeah like the edges of certain platforms they look like they go further than they actually do and some yeah. background yeah. images look like platforms you can jump on when they're not yeah mm-hmm that's, I mean, that's that's a good point. I, the people, I, I wish I had like written down some of the things they had said, but they they were just they're so anti these graphics. They thought they looked ugly, and I don't know, can't can't wrap my head around this. Someone's anti everything. Yeah, yeah, that's that is a really good point. We could do anything, and there'd be someone who are you know, yeah. Um, a couple like, other someone could be anti Aaron. I don't know how but it's possible. How could anyone not like me? anybody not like you i hope there's somebody who listens to this because they they just hate aaron so much but they're like a big fan of me and they listen just because they they're one of those people that like seething in like their anger and stewing in it and just keeps listening because they want to hate aaron more i here's the thing of all the people we collectively know i bet there is a venn diagram of of our collective friends that would fall under hates me loves you (laughs) 
I, don't I would know. love to find that one person. I, I feel like that's impossible. I I, I kid completely. <laughs> I, I truly don't know anyone who doesn't like you. Um, but that person's listening to this right now, and they're probably like, oh, it's me. And you better put his information in the show notes because I'm going to come to Gu- <laughs> they, Guatemala that, that and take him out. Has, that person has never felt so seen. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to that person, um, yeah. whoever it may, may be. Um <laughs> Some other fun facts, uh, other titles that were considered, uh, DK Rescue, Diddy's Day Out, Diddy's Wild Country, Diddy's Wild Frontier. Diddy Kong's so, Quest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have some problem. I have some problems with Diddy's Wild Country and Diddy's Wild Frontier because uh, as we as we realized, it's uh, the island is DK's, right? It's his. Yeah. DK Rule apparently has some issues. But I think DK Rescue makes the most sense, doesn't it? It would. I think I, I like think I like what DK's they landed island. on. I think it's Crocodile Isle, right? Or yeah, it's. Or I thought Aaron was referring to the first games area. Uh, That's DK I, Isle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not Diddy's Wild Country or Diddy's Wild Frontier. It's and it's, even it's, if it's we're K talking, Rules Island, it's K Rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It sure is. Yeah, and they got lots of bananas there. They, they do suspiciously much for having like, well, I don't know. I don't know. No, actually, they have they have an appropriate amount because no one eats bananas there because there are no there are no monkeys. Yeah. So now the uh, these monkeys come on and eat all the bananas. Yeah. And speaking of monkeys, what were some of the alternate <laughs> names for Dixie? I don't even know how to pronounce some of these. I wrote them all down. There's uh, Diddyn, D Daisy, Dandy, Dolly, Dizzy, Danny, Dippy, Ducky, and Didane? Didiane? Didiane, which apparently was the one that was almost chosen. I don't even know how to pronounce it. D-I-D-D-I-A-N-E. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, that's put a, a name. Put a feather in your cap for Daisy and just, just keep that one in the back of your mind. Is it Dippy Ducky or Dippy Comma Ducky? Oh, I didn't, put, I, I didn't put a comma. <laughs> when I, I saw that, Dip, I started. I like Dippy them. Ducky. <laughs> Dippy Ducky is I love Dippy Ducky. I think Dippy Ducky's fun. Yeah. That would just um, imply she's a duck. Like, why? Why ducky? I don't know. I mean, uh, why? No, that actually makes sense because Donkey Kong. He's not a donkey. Oh well, isn't that so calling just her ducky? Do, would I heard that that was because of a poor translation? It was supposed to be Monkey Kong, and someone it got is, it wrong. But yeah, it is. But by this point, maybe they just decided to go with it. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how was this game received, Aaron? Extremely well, um, extremely well, both commercially, uh, critically, and with audiences. Um, it was praised for the graphics, which, you know, again, looking at the graphics nowadays, I could see someone making the argument that they're not the best looking and that they don't like them on an aesthetic level. I completely understand that. But especially in its day, um, it didn't look like anything else on the market. This was truly its own thing. And while other people would do isometric graphics, uh, no one did it as well as as DK Country 2 and 3, I think, and 1. Um, but yeah, people love the gameplay. Uh, people love the soundtrack. This was the sixth, the best-selling game on the SNES, besides we've been talking about Super Mario World, Super Mario All-Stars, DK Country 1, Mario Kart, and Street Fighter 2, The World Warrior, which essentially is the SNES. Like, those games... Yeah are the games that people think of for the SNES. Um, so this game definitely f- falls under the umbrella of like SNES complete all-star games, right? Yeah. 
Um, it's had a bunch of re-releases. It was re-released on the GBA. It had some virtual console releases for the Wii, the Wii U, the 3DS, and the Switch, which is how I played it. Did you play the Game Boy Advance one? I did not. And apparently not. it had tons of extra collectibles per level. Like they, they, they actually changed some of the levels around a bit and added new things to find, which I did see actually kind of makes me want to play it. I also saw in notes that they rearranged, yeah, like certain levels, especially near the end, like come yeah. in different orders, uh, which I thought was kind of interesting. I have never played it. Um, hmm. Have you played it, Brian? What game? The, the They re-released <laughs> it for Game Boy Advance. I don't think you had a Game Boy Advance. I didn't have that, no. Yeah, yeah. gotcha. Um, so it was also released on Game Boy, um, and this was a slimmed down version of the game. Um, I also, I never played the Game Boy version. <laughs> It was it was pretty faithful. So Donkey Kong Land was not faithful to Donkey Kong Country. It was kind of it felt like its own game. Um, but this one was pretty similar. But like there there'd be like two worlds that they would combine into one um, to to you know to slim it down a little bit. But a lot of the levels are the same, including like this the the location of the collectibles and all things like that. Um, and yeah, this game was released in Japan as Super Donkey Kong 2, Dixie and Diddy, because I don't think the Japanese language um, can, there's no match for Diddy's Kong Quest, that kind of wordplay. <laughs> um, I mean, you could always just write it out in Katakana, like the like Dixie and Diddy's, like Dikushi and Diddy. But uh, I don't know. That's yeah, just their choice, I guess. They didn't want to fuck with that. They were like, that's too confusing. People are going to mispronounce that. So. Interesting they put Dixie in before Diddy name. Well, well I mean, she's it? a lady, ladies first. Oh. Yeah, and that's great. That's uh, I like that. But it is Diddy's game. It's his conquest. Are they in... in uh, never mind. I mean, <laughs> I don't know on. if Japan did. <laughs> no. I don't think Japan gave a shit whose conquest no. it was. But speaking of the conquest, Brian, maybe tell us about the story. What are we doing here? Well, one day... Uh, Diddy Kong. Oh, here's my my understanding of it. Uh, Diddy walked onto a pirate ship and went into a door, and someone had left him a letter that said, uh, "Captain K. Rule, I stole your friend Donkey Kong." Awfully considerate of him to leave a letter. It was so, nice, and he gave you a life balloon just yeah, for that's uh, true. reading the letter. Maybe Donkey Kong left it for you. Is like, I hear, kid, you're gonna need this. It um, looked like pirate pirate scribble i don't think it well i guess i don't know the difference between pirate scribble and monkey scribble do you both recall how donkey kong country one ends no i don't so like you end you you make your way to k rule's ship and you fight him on the ship and i think it feels like this game takes place immediately after because you start on the ship which is confusing because why were you on the ship like why why is diddy on the ship unless it took place right away after that how did dixie get there and what also, to Candy, you beat <laughs> you you beat K. Rule, and did he immediately just get up and take Donkey Kong, like knock him on the head, and just take him with? It's honestly, it's similar to what happens in a lot of Mario games. You defeat Bowser, yeah, you got Peach, and then like you turn around and Bowser's got Peach again. <laughs> it's almost I almost like feel like she wants to. She right? likes it. She likes she probably it. Probably does. Um yeah. it uh, yeah, maybe Donkey Kong, maybe he wanted a vacation. Maybe he and <laughs> Captain King K rule are friends. Also, can we talk about he's a captain with a K? There's an unfortunate number of K's in his name, and the number is three. And <laughs> I'm not gonna string three K's together for you to figure out what's going on there. But he is Captain King K rule. <laughs> 
is he both a captain and a king or is king his first name uh i think i think <laughs> king is not his first name i think cake is i think it's k rule i think his name is k rule and he's the king but he's also added another like if he was a lawyer he'd be captain king k rule esquire if there's no k in that but you know yeah, one thing's for you certain would, you would think the king would supersede his other title it's like he's the king captain k rule yeah i don't think you can king. be a captain and a king you can you could be a king but you're no longer a captain right you've been promoted at that point that's a good point i mean he was a king in the king first on, one is he, he a throws king his... on land and a captain on sea maybe one thing's for sure he's quite cruel <laughs> you know what he is? with a k <laughs> cruel with a k period r o o l yeah, yeah. Um, but you don't have to take him on alone. Uh, you can play single player as I did, uh, this playthrough. Yeah. You can do two player competitive or I'm sorry, two player cooperative, um, with two and players competitive. Playing, and well, yeah. And competitive. So, and then competitive is the third way. Um, so, uh, yeah. Who can complete the most levels? Do you want to just break down briefly what the difference between those is James? Well, I mean, cooperative is you can like hit a button, like whoever, someone's playing as one of the characters you don't have to play the same character the entire time or maybe maybe you do unless you actually literally switch controllers um but you can switch between them at any time as long as you have both of them alive and you know once one person dies then the next person will will take over and yeah i mean that led to a lot of tangled wires when yeah. controllers were <laughs> connected physically to the machine oh man switching between controllers you just get a mess on your hands and then two-player contest i've never actually played i think it's just like someone starts and they need to try to beat the level without dying and if someone if they die then the other person's like all right well i get to try to finish the level now and then you know at the, when you beat a level either diddy kong or dixie kong's head is on it depending on who finished like who hit the the, the target at the end and i think you're just kind of competing to see who does that and i don't know this is not a mode of the game that ever grabbed me i don't really care if i ever play that way no yeah i can't remember really playing that way either yeah who can we play as diddy and dixie um i think these both of them have like good differences um, that make them both really viable um and i do want to get both your opinions on which one you prefer to play as and maybe where who you used to prefer maybe that's changed uh but diddy he can cartwheel he is faster uh, at running, climbing, swimming, and jumping than Dixie. Um, both of the Kongs can do like a little midair jump if you cartwheel or spin off a ledge, and you can kind of jump, just seemingly jumping on in midair. And Dixie has a helicopter spin where she uses her hair as like a helicopter, like to fly slash like glide over um, slowly uh, to certain ledges and she's often able to reach hidden areas more easily than Dixie. I think there are very few areas that can only be reached using her. It might be harder to reach them as Diddy, but I, I think there, there are, are yeah. a couple things that you do need to have her. Yeah. To get, or you could just take like a, a blind leap of faith as Diddy and try and make it, but yeah, you should probably tap her in for those. <laughs> I I found myself doing that more and more as Diddy. Like, so I I used to want to uh -oh. play as Dixie, and now I uh, I think I prefer Diddy. I okay, so that's really interesting. When I when I first started replaying the game for this, I was 
certain I was going to be Diddy at the end. I was like, he's just, he's faster. He's more responsive. He's just easier to use. And like, he gets, he gets through things easier at the end of this. I, I think I'm a uh, team Dixie here. Interesting. I just, had a, she can actually do everything he does. Just takes her a little, like a little slower to like react to it. I feel like, but yeah. I really do think there were so many levels at the end where I was like, I'm switching into Dixie. I think she yeah. really does help. Hmm. I had a similar uh, journey when I played the game this time. Uh, I started as Diddy, but then quick, and I used to play as Diddy. That used to be my preferred because Diddy is very simple. Uh, I switched to Dixie by the end. I am fully team Dixie because Woo. I feel that Dixie does what Nintendo Diddy don't. <laughs> I'm I'm actually kind of surprised. I, I mean, I I always thought Dixie was like this. Like anytime I was like, I need to explore this level, and I want to be really careful. I would switch to Dixie and do that. But I I think I normally play these games like in 2D platforms in general really fast. I'm I just like the speed, and I think that's why I favored Diddy in more recent years. Yeah, but I agree that Dixie can basically do everything diddy does yeah yeah you could accomplish i think you, you can accomplish everything with dixie that you could with diddy but you couldn't accomplish everything diddy can with, wait the, the opposite of what i was just saying yes. you understand yes. what i'm saying i yeah i i do i'm just still thrown off by aaron's uh alliteration well it's like <laughs> you know what i'm referencing the commercial um I, I, was it a commercial or is it just like a a paper ad I can't remember. Uh, you know what? I, I can't remember either. I, you um, might, you was, might be right. It was an ad I think you feel yeah. like you know your video game advertising. The old, uh, the old, the old Genesis thing. Genesis does what Nintendo don't. Yeah. Uh, Pixie does what Nin, Nin Diddy <laughs> doesn't. <laughs> oh, you know. They have a couple other differences too. Uh, if you complete a level as diddy and you're able to hit the target at the end he uh pulls out a little boom box and he starts monkey uh, rapping which is, yeah, which is yeah. fun it's a nice little nice little rap but uh if you beat it with dixie man she pulls out an electric guitar and just starts shredding yeah she's pretty cool and uh if you just are standing around for a while and you don't have any activity uh diddy will pull out some balls and start juggling uh dixie's is not quite as exciting Did she you just sit she sits down and drinks a juice box. Oh, I wait. Doesn't I thought she blew bubble gum, but maybe I'm making Oh, she that up. probably does that too. Yeah, I think it's maybe she's just having a little snack. I forgot about that. <laughs> but hey, she's the smart one. She's like refueling. Diddy's just playing with his balls, <laughs> yeah, expending expending more energy. <laughs> yeah. What who do you mean? who do you think Diddy or uh, Donkey Kong loves more? Well, definitely Diddy. They're, Donkey Kong is Diddy's friend. Dixie is Diddy's girlfriend. She just really wanted they, to go though? on for the journey. Are yeah. they really? Is that is that so. canon? I don't yeah, even know. Is that canon? What? I mean, I think the wiki says that Dixie is Diddy's girlfriend, but for some reason I feel like people have like debated this for you so think long. They're just friends? She risked her life for him to save his friend. I mean, well, but sometimes... we don't know that. Maybe, maybe she has the hots for Donkey Kong. <laughs> she's just using Diddy to, get, to yeah. rescue Donkey Kong. Yeah, I mean, I, the, again, the wiki does say that Dixie is the girlfriend, and I guess we should go off what really matters, and that's the, whatever the little booklet in the game says. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I did, I did buy a copy, a physical copy of the game, like the box and all, like a used one on eBay recently. But I don't want to open it. It's not, it's not <laughs> brand new. It's like pretty good condition, but I don't want to, I don't want to open it. Uh, so I guess we'll I never don't know. Have any of those? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I guess you're right. Never know. I mean, <laughs> if there are a couple, they're very close with each other because they're willing to just like throw each other across the screen. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, just that nice segue. Yeah. <laughs> You know uh, what? I'm just trying to segue here, guys. Tell tell us about uh, their moves and some of their um, yeah. some of the other characters in the game. Oh yeah, so uh, they're able to. You're able to pick up the other Kong uh, to throw them, which is a way to reach items or get higher areas. Um, or there's also enemies. some or defeat enemies. And I, I very seldom use it in that way, uh, but I think it's probably a lot more useful than I. It actually really realize. is. Like- you could you can kill one of those. Uh, I don't want to go on too much of a tangent, but the muscle guy, uh, Crunchy, I think. His name. Yeah, you could kill him by with this team toss thing. Oh. But normally he gets really mad if you touch him once. He gets super salty. Yeah. Super yeah. red. I, uh, I I didn't know that. Uh, also, in this game, we have Animal Friends. Animal Friends feature into other Donkey Kong games. Which Animal Friends were in one? Uh, Rambi, um, on guard, um, guard, and then there were like two others that weren't in this game. I think. Yeah, this one, this the one, ostrich. Good... I think it's just the ostrich. Oh, yeah, the ostrich. Yeah. So we get Rambi the rhino. Rambi, um, he's able to charge through things and um, kill things that normally Diddy and Dixie couldn't, like um, like bees. He's not oh, able yeah. to kill like dark red enemies. But with Rambi, especially when you're going really fast um, and he just is bouncing off of enemies as he kills them, makes for some pretty fluid, fun games. Very fun. And the fact that he can kill bees makes up for any weakness he could possibly have. Yeah. Those damn bees. I I would say Rambi. Rambi is my favorite. Rambi is is my second favorite. Uh, I'll let you know my favorite in a second. All right. Uh, We have (laughs) On Guard the Swordfish. Um, On Guard's pretty fun. Uh, He, as you might imagine, only shows up in water levels um and he you can charge up a, like a um sprint kind of attack he does he can kill most things in water also super useful yeah basically just hitting that um attack button underwater constantly you can pretty yes. much get through anything you can kill the puffer fish you can kill yeah you can kill pretty much anything yeah uh, um we have when i first read this so i knew Rambi, i knew on guard i knew squawks uh, i didn't know all the animal friends names but here i didn't know the spider's name He's named Squitter the Spider. <laughs> he is my favorite Squitter. animal friend. He or is, is awesome. he Squitter the Spider? Is he Squitter or is he Squitter? I think he's Squitter. Squitter the Spider rhymes. It does, but the noise he makes is more like Squitter. Like a... Like a yeah, he yeah. squits. Yeah. He does squit. So he's able to shoot webs as a projectile. He's also able to shoot webs that you can open and use as platforms. Um, you can only ever have what three open at the same time, and then yes, if shooting another one will make the the most or the last one drop. Yeah, right? and then there's also there's a time limit on the platforms as the, yes. as it is. Yeah. Yep. So you can use squitter squider um to get to higher ledges, ledges that normally you would not be able to reach. Yes. Um, and you can also ra- kill bees and pretty much any enemy really easily with webs. Yes. Yes. And you can just run setting- and just shoot webs constantly and just kill everything in the way. Yes, you can. Yeah. He is also very fun to play as, although um, he's a lot slower. Um, yeah, that's, to Rambi, that's so. the one thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, we have Squawks the Parrots. I like Squawks quite a bit. Um, Squawks shows yeah. up frequently in Thorn and Bramble levels. Um, Squawks, he, he can shoot nuts, I guess, or peanuts. I, I out oranges. of his mouth. I always thought they were or oranges. oranges. Or, yeah. Yeah, maybe oranges. Um, he's a green parrot. He's, he shoots oranges out of his mouth. He also can kill most things. As I said, we're going to use him to fly through a lot of Bramble levels. Um, Squawks yeah. is fun. There, this guy, I didn't even realize he was an animal friend. He just showed up in this level, and I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, but we have Glimmer the Anglerfish. Um, he shows up in one darkened water level, um, and he provides light to you. And there's another one I forgot to list, which is Clapper, who's in two levels, and he's pretty useful in both of them. I like his little gimmick. Uh, he's like a walrus. I love Clapper. He he turn he can turn lava to water, and he it's can like turn like water to ice. Yeah. He's the seal who like yeah. Oh yes, pretty seal. I think he's a seal. I think no, I think you're right. I think he's a seal. Yeah. What a walrus is known for clapping. <laughs> seals seals. Seals. Yeah, they are. You're Bork right. Bork You're... And they clap. Wow. Man, Come are you on. are you mad that I <laughs> are you mad at me? Come on. Am I mansplaining animals to you? <laughs> kind of. Um, so your animal friends, like we alluded to. You didn't to, say the we snake. We skipped over this. You must oh, hate you the know, snake. You know what we did? Because I do hate the snake. He he's a little um, unwieldy. Like he yeah. he can be good, but he also can be a real pain in the i don't know the urethra okay i so it's ratley the snake so he although he's not a rattlesnake he's very clearly coated uh with the colors as some kind of other snake he's not a rattlesnake but um you know a lot about rat- animals you you're just gonna say that like you're positive like you'd bet your yeah, life on it that I he's not positive. a rattlesnake I, I would bet my life that ratley is not anatomically a rattlesnake <laughs> like, he's a different kind of snake. his tail looks like um, a rat he's got a rattle you know what? If if I'm wrong, again, come at me. I'm in Guatemala. I'm in the jungles. Come find me. I think you need to um, like sever a finger or something to atone. Like if if you're wrong about this, come for me. You put. Um, <laughs> but I I don't like him very much because he can jump very high and reach platforms that way. But his um his his vertical is high, but his horizontal jump is not great. Um, and again, his hitbox is very strange. There were times where I would think I would make a jump. And like the edge of Ratley oh, would yeah. meet the edge of the platform and it didn't happen. Yep. Um, and so I found Ratley levels yeah. kind of frustrating for that reason. Yeah, I agree. And I also looked, pulled up the wiki. His name is Radley the Rattlesnake, but it does say even if he is based on a rattlesnake, he has no rattle in his tail. Yes. So we're both, <laughs> everyone's right because his everyone's name is right, Radley the Rattlesnake. But also everyone's wrong. Aaron, this is why you're gaining so many enemies. <laughs> I, know. I know. Yeah. Well, Ratley or otherwise, <laughs> our animal friends, like we mentioned, uh, they can kill enemies that you can't kill. Also, um, they're not always mandatory. Oftentimes they're optional. Yeah. Um, and you'll get to the end of the level and there'll be a little sign saying like, okay, you need to get off Ratley now. Uh, and this would be where I would stop and go, oh, oh you could get Ratley in this level. And I forgot. Um, or I don't remember the secrets to get Rambi in this level. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I need to be playing with one of you guys. I'd you like yeah. one of those. If you show up at one of those signs without an animal, you fucked up. I, I like it though. As a kid, I thought it was so cool. It's like, oh man, like what did we oh, miss? Yeah. There's some more secrets in this level. I thought I exactly. saw everything. Yeah. 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 yeah that's cool. Yeah. Sometimes that's a hint um, that like you missed like a DK coin or whatever. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Ryan, tell us about the shitty Kongs. <laughs> I don't know any shitty Kongs, Aaron. I love all of them. Aaron just Oh. Okay. <laughs> Aaron's takes are so so out there right now. Okay. All I'll right. Go. Okay. Apparently okay. you guys like these. You guys like these ancillary Kongs. Aaron's gonna be like this one pixel on this one level. I fucking hated it. Like I hate this level. Threw off my jump, can't stand it. Yeah. Okay, cranky Aaron. I'm gonna Whoa. go ahead and talk about. It. So we've got All a couple right. friends uh, that help you along the way getting to K. Rule. There's Cranky Kong, who uh, he the- I guess he works at the mm-hmm. Monkey Museum, uh, and which I-, I never go to. Oh yeah, I never went to this guy either. I actually didn't know what the point of him was. That and I went to there like on this little replay, and I guess he just tells you secrets of the game, which oh, pro- probably would have been helpful. when i was like a kid like where is the coin like i probably should have just do you want to hear something fucked up though cranky in his room i went in just because i'm like oh maybe i should actually go to these things so i can say something about them um he's got this kremlin head mounted on his wall and it's there's like a price tag underneath it that he's selling it for three dollars so not only did he find and probably he killed a kremlin cut off its head and taxidermied it up put it on his wall and he's trying to sell it for three dollars well that might go a long way in in, uh crocodile isle how many bananas can you get for three dollars probably a lot (laughs) and crocodile isle yeah probably (laughs) only three i mean not (laughs) not in today's economy no (laughs) inflation absolutely not but in 1994 yeah Especially it- considering how many there are in supply. Like, yeah. They're probably, yeah. I want to try to find a way to fit in today's economy in every episode we do. <laughs> I want Aaron to say it once per episode. <laughs> I mean, bananas Flexion. in today's economy. Come on. Um, uh, yeah. We got Wrinkly Kong, which is Cranky's wife. Um, and she's a very sweet darling. She lets you save the game. Yeah. Uh, you have to pair two banana coins every the time with the time first you time. Save her. Yeah, the first yeah. time it's free. She sends you on her way. Y'all come back real soon. And then uh, <laughs> next time you come back, though, she demands some banana coins from you. And I'm going to say something I noticed while replaying this game about her, her little hut. She is not good at math. is there wrong math in the background there's a blackboard behind her and there's three equations on the board it's like nine divided by three is six and then like something else wrong and it's just like why is your math so bad (laughs) um this is kong the name of this uh building is called kong college so you'd think she would at least know how to do math but i i was looking up stuff about this game and i actually found a note about that would you like to hear it Mm-hmm. yeah um the the theory the conspiracy theory and or like quasi dark souls lore is that because this is on king k rules island that the kremlings have come in and purposely put wrong math problems on there as a way to like <laughs> razz them. wow that is not a joke that is what people have written and said oh yeah, yeah. they truly are evil <laughs> yeah, no, they're putting <laughs> incorrect math problems on you know Kong College. Come on, guys. Who else we got? Um, we got my favorite Funky Kong. Uh, he's just my favorite because he's fun to look at. He just is like riding on a floating surfboard, and it's a very yeah. funky song when you walk into his his house. But yeah, what he what he allows you to do is travel to other worlds 
um, from another. And we'll talk about the different worlds after this, but that's really useful for saving. And I don't know if now's a good time to talk about the saving mechanism in the game. Uh, but uh, I, I just oh, really... you mean like using as the flights to just to to go back to the world that you be like when you beat a boss, go back to the world you just were, save, then take Funky's flights to the next world. Exactly. Yeah. Which is just one of the creative, I think, challenges of the mm -hmm. game is that when you beat a a level in a new world, you you're not it doesn't automatically save. So you might beat a boss yeah. and you have to play like three or four levels in some of these worlds to even be able to save. Yeah. It's not like uh, Mario World <laughs> where, <laughs> where you save after every castle or ghost oh, Like you man. really have to work. Because that to... game's for dumb babies who shit in their <laughs> diapers and even though it's Brian's <laughs> number two after this game. <laughs> Aaron, my collection was at like 10 games, so it wasn't Fair too enough. hard to become number two. Well, Fair enough. I'm going to build off that in a second because I want to talk quickly about collectibles. All right, wait, do we, sure. do we, did you talk about Swanky Kong, the game I didn't show talk host? About, I didn't talk about Another him, but one that I don't go to. It's pretty goofy. It's just, yeah, it's Swanky Kong. He's got like swanky hair mm -hmm. and he's got like a nice flashy shirt and it's just a game show. He asks you quiz like, or I guess they're um, with trivia questions about the game, and he yeah. gives you extra lives for, for doing that, which could come in handy, but yeah, depends on yeah. your strategy. Rare? It seems like, oh, I think you were going to make the exact same point I was. Go ahead, James. I was going to say Rare really likes trivia. Yeah, about they their own have game. It in Banjo yeah. and Banjo-Kazooie and Banjo-Tooie. There are two oh, yeah. there are trivia games yeah. where you have to answer questions about the levels that you're playing. Well, trivia is fun. It is fun. And this game, it's meh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So collectibles, I'll run through this really quick and then we can get into the levels. Uh, so we got bananas, we got extra life balloons, banana coins, which are used to save. Uh, Kong letters, which unlike the first game are not required 100% each level. If you collect all the Kong letters, uh, you get an extra life. I very seldom would go out of my way to collect them. Yeah. Um, there's the DK coin slash hero coin. Uh, that's one of the hidden things in each level. That's basically what Cranky uses to judge you. And uh, <laughs> creme coins, which are found in bonus areas. There's about one to three bonus areas per level, uh, not including boss levels. And uh, those are used to access uh, some of the special areas in the game. One thing I'll say that one of my very, very, very few complaints about this game is that I, so I like the difficulty that you were mentioning, Brian, about you can't save. You have to you have to like beat sometimes two to four levels before you get to Kong college, usually like three or four. So I, I'm fine with that. But what I don't like is when you quit the game and come back, your Kong or your banana coins go down to zero. Yeah. So I would have like 40 because I had like, a, I played like three worlds in a row um, when I was replaying this game and I had 40 and I forget this every time I, I turn the game back on. And I have none. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> What did I do all that work for? Oh, you were planning ahead, but yeah. You know, that is obviated if you play on the Switch and just create create save states. I refuse but... to do that this time. I had to play the way God intended on my uh, Super Nintendo. <laughs> fair enough. I will probably, I mean, not never play it on my Super Nintendo again, but I'm sure I will be playing it handheld. Uh, yeah. yeah. Handheld in bed. Great way to play this game, by the way. That's how you play a lot of your games. That is actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I'm not poking fun. I'm just no. It's making just an observation. Yeah, yeah. Um. So all right. So let's. We're gonna go through 
the worlds of this game, we could, I don't know how much time I want to spend on each one, but I, I, I have my own like notes that I took that I, there are certain levels that I really enjoy. Some I don't, um, I figure we can go through each one of these worlds, talk about them, talk about their themes, uh, any levels we liked, any levels we hated. Um, yeah. So we've got crocodile Isle. uh, this is the setting for this game. There are eight worlds, 52 levels in total. Each world ends in a boss fight. And so these worlds and levels generally, some of these worlds have Clubba's Kiosk, which was where you can pay 15 Krem coins to travel to the Lost World to complete a specific secret level. And some levels have bonus barrels. Uh, as we mentioned, there are like certain Krem coins per level that you get through bonus areas. There are bonus barrels or a bonus cannon that you need to find a cannonball um, that will launch you to an area to complete one of three different challenges. Either find the Krem coin, just do some platforming challenge to find the coin, defeat all the enemies, Oftentimes you'll get animal help to do that. Sometimes you'll get like a cannonball to throw at enemies. Sometimes you'll just have to bounce on their heads. You can uh, use or, your, uh, your friend. You just throw your friend at the enemies too. Unless they're, uh, right. unless they're zings. You don't want to throw your friend at the enemies. Don't want to do that. That's just cruel. Yeah. Um, or Table. collect all stars. Um, just get all the stars, get the creme coin, you're done. So, you know, what I found out while playing this is that what? you don't always have to complete. You don't have to always collect all the stars. Sometimes there are more stars than you need. Yeah, but that's and a couple just, of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and as we mentioned very early in the episode, there is often like a hard to see banana, like trail, sometimes just one banana that will indicate you should jump, take a leap of faith. And oftentimes, very often, you will be rewarded with a bonus area. It, should be, com- it should be commended that they don't, <clears throat> they don't do this and pull the rug out from under you. <clears throat> There's no time that I found that there'd be a stray banana, you jump and then you would die um i think that would really kind of poison the well if they did that to you there are some there are some bananas that are floating that if you jump and you die it's probably not because you missed the bonus area or there isn't one it's because that that banana was like left over from something earlier or like isn't you're you're supposed to get it later or it's it's not intent i think very off very seldom if not never does this game like say ha fuck you for taking a leap of faith Right, exactly. Because Towards if these they did that, bananas. if they did that, then yeah, you would never want to. Um, but I think they do a good job keeping you wanting to explore these levels. Yeah. yeah. Or if you die after trying to get that banana, it's like, well, you probably didn't do what they were intending for you to do. Like, you needed yeah, to like, or you... roll it, ro- like do the little roll <laughs> off the ledge and do the long jump to, from that banana, not just like jump on it. Yeah, exactly. Like, I jumped, I missed the barrel, but I saw there was a barrel down there. Right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the first world is Gangplank Galleon, which is kind of like your pirate ship theme level. I don't really have anything to say about this level other than this is the first this this world, except this is where you get your first water level, which is probably the worst water level in the game of all of them. Um, because there's there's no gimmick to it, it's just a water level. I like when they add a little gimmick to it. Yeah, you're right. I, I don't like any of the water levels really because especially this one and maybe like a couple of the other ones where it's just a bunch of boxes yeah uh like that's pretty much all it is it's crates uh, like full of bananas and that's it and like so you kind of are like going through a maze but there's a lot of holes in the like in like the boxes that like you don't you can't see you just kind of have to press up against it and see if there's right. something secret. And sometimes about it. there's like a fake. Yeah, they're, sometimes they're fake, and it's very hard. I mean, out of all of the banana trails, and sometimes there there are no banana trails leading to secret areas in the underwater levels, and it's really hard to find. Yeah. Like now, I rely on my memory 
and it's usually I can remember, but I very often water levels, especially I will forget where hidden shit is because everything looks the same. Right. And yeah. also I think you can move in every direction doesn't help um, because at yeah. least in the other levels, there are spots, you know, you're moving in a 2d plane. You can't go just anywhere. There are certain spots that make more sense than others to have secrets on the water levels. It's like, I don't know, press against these random like gaps in the boxes. Maybe they like, there'll be nothing there. Yeah. Maybe they probably won't. Um, and yeah, I, I just generally didn't like the water levels, love the music. Um, but yeah, a lot of them felt very samey. Um, they just felt like a bunch of piled up boxes with water around them. Um, and then with this world in general, it feels very samey. Some of the other worlds, they switch up, you know, you got some, um, you know, some swamp levels, some hive levels, you got some minecart levels. This whole world is just kind of like pirate ship, pirate ship, pirate ship. Um, it feels very samey to me. Yeah. I, I, I would probably my least favorite in the, in the, yeah. I do think that the gameplay in the first world is really well done to tr- kind of train you to how you're going to have to think for the rest of the game. Definitely. Like the second level, you kind of learn a couple more skills. I think by the last level in this world, you're like, they kind of like make you force you to think cognitively about like some of the different choices you're going to have to make. And I just really like how they, they did that. Um, yeah. The only other thing I have to say about this world is Gangplank Galley. I really liked it's your, it's one of those where you're on a ship, but the sun sets by the end of the yes. level. So as you progress through the level, the music actually starts to pick up tempo and the, the background starts to change into a sunset. And I just think that's just like a testament to how well designed the game is just from a musical and artistic standpoint. Like it just was, I just love it. I'm glad you brought that up. I had a note in my own like personal notes that I wanted to make sure I mentioned. I had already forgotten to say it. And that very often the themes of these levels are reused and then kind of redone. Sometimes they just add a little bit of different coloring and shading to the same kind of background. But other times they do exactly what you're saying. There's like, I think it's not even in this world, but it's in one of the later ones where you have like, there's like, there's one where it's like a green, like background, like the water is green. Another one where there's like an actual sunset. It might actually even be in this world. But yeah, they'll just they'll like because the main one is like it's just daytime blue sky. But yeah, they're they're sometimes they'll put a spin on it and they'll have a sunset or and they just it's a, a cool way of like doing what all platformers kind of did, which is reuse themes, but also keeping things fresh. fresh. It's yeah. also um, we talk about this too on this podcast a lot, but working within the limitations of the system, um, yeah. you can do something like this on a two D and SNES game. You couldn't pull this off on Nintendo 64. Like you couldn't be, you know, rendering like a setting sun with this music as the person's progressing through the level. Like at the like it couldn't have happened. There's a reason why there's a moment like this in Donkey Kong 64. Um, and I think areas like that where you can see like, oh, even though this is limited hardware, this is actually better than how they would have done it on the next generation of hardware. Yeah. Like you look at this game and I want to replay this game. Like, pretty much you know it's a it's a good game i like it you know if you caught me basically once a month and said hey do you want to replay donkey on country 2 i'd probably do it um if you caught me <laughs> once in a generation and said hey do you want to play donkey kong 64 i would say no <laughs> <laughs> yeah great, donkey yeah. kong 64 has got a lot of problems probably will never do no, that but i mean one. are we gonna ever do yeah, it Aaron? <laughs> did you see my 
No, you know, I, I see. But you I see, see my point. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I do. Yeah, I do. You, you, Absolutely. Yeah, like you can create like a beautiful effect like this on the SNES, where like it would have been a cluster on the N64. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um. So the boss is Crow with a K. Yeah. Uh, it just drops some eggs that you gotta throw, throw at it. Yeah, it's it. really easy. Yeah. Pretty basic. Um. Next level, uh, next world is Crocodile Cauldron, which is kind of like a I'm... fiery furnace volcano theme. Things are also, starting to I'm... heat up here. I, they are. I'm also deeply shocked that it's not Crocodile Cauldron K. With a K. With a K. What are but they even not. thinking? That's. I will say. <laughs> I will say, down. the level cannons claim both Ks. Um, it's our first minecart level on this game. Mine shaft. Oh, yeah. It's not mine... a mine cart. It's just a mine oh, shaft a mine... theme. Yeah, it's not a mine I'm cart getting level. That mi- I'm no, getting that's... that mixed up with the other mine cart level. So before we get to that, so the first level is Hothead Hop, which is ha- introduces the song Hothead Bop, which is just an absolute banger of a song. Amazing song. Incredible song. Also introduces you to Squitter. So I love Hothead Hop. It's um that's when like we were playing this game way back in the day, Brian, where I was like, holy shit, this game is yeah. amazing. This, they really heated things up here in the cauldron. It, it's just really... <laughs> yeah. it's just great. <laughs> it is great. I I actually... My favorite level I listed is Red Hot Ride. I just thought it was kind of fun. It is a fun one. Like, I always forget about it. And stuff. Yeah. And it's the same music as Hot Head Hop. Yeah. Um. So, Aaron, you mentioned Cannon's Claim. So, yeah, that's like the Mine Shaft theme. It's a great, is great music, but it is those that theme like that particular aesthetic might be my second least favorite after the water boxes that we were talking about. Yeah. I, I I find like the the it, it the the background is really like there's a lot going on for some reason. I find it like harder in these levels to like figure out what's going on, and I think some of there are a couple of the levels with this particular theme that are very difficult. This is also. The only level outside of another one in the Lost World where the DK coin is hidden in the bonus level, which is oh, yeah. tricky. It is. Uh, that was definitely the last one. I A couple times I've replayed this. This is the last one that I get because I can't remember that it's there. Yeah, I agree. I don't really love the Mineshaft theme. And it really sucks falling yeah. in a Mineshaft level. Yeah. Because you'll probably fall on top of an enemy. Uh, Zing, I mean, probably. they're 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 hoping you will, or you yeah. just have to like <laughs> climb all the way back up. So yeah, I really yeah. don't love these levels. There is a level near the end of the game though that I thought was with this theme that I thought was amazing. Is it the Squawks one? I think where you're, you yeah. play as, or no, is it the? It's not the. Is it the wind one or is it the Squawks one? It might be windy. The windy one where you're like the floating upwards. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. I, I like that cool. one too. Yeah, I think fun. that one works. Creative like different kind of platforming gimmick there. Oh, yeah. Uh, I agree. Um, the only other note I had was Lava Lagoon, which, again, is a water level, but I like when they are doing something different with water levels like they are in this one, that Clapper turns lava to water, and you have to... The water sections are are kind of broken up by having to go out of the water and find a new Clapper to turn the lava back into water. So it's not long... There are minimal stretches of being in water. You get breaks, um, and yeah, just the, the little twist on it. Um, I mean, the water levels in this game are probably the weakest thing about it, but I, they're still better than they are in Donkey Kong Country 1, I think. Yeah, Brian, can you explain to us the science of changing lava into water? 
<laughs> well, the thing is that I think they're on a different planet in a different universe. So the scientific <laughs> laws that I know probably don't apply there because they have like, right. rhinoceroses that could fit inside a beehive. I just can't explain a lot of this and stuff. bees that are yeah. as big as people. Bees? 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 <laughs> okay. The boss in this world, I actually really enjoyed. I do too. Most of the times I hate bosses, but mm. actually that's a, another cool thing about this game is like some of the bosses are actually really fun. To it's fight. a really creative, tell us about it. It's a creative boss. Yeah, well, you just got a bunch of hooks and you jump across the lava. Like, oh yeah, there's a there's a big, um, I guess it's just a big sword. Yeah, that is swinging at you, and you you just got to jump across the the hooks and and hit him. But then a lot more uh, hooks pop up after you you hit him once, and then uh, you just kind of get get to like dance around this arena uh, yeah. around away from a a big sword. It's fun. Yep. Um, and when you're playing as Dixie, it's pretty easy to just kind of spin your way across the stage. Very easy. <laughs> I yeah. found that every single boss is easier with Dixie. That is, is true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, and I was, and one thing I was like trying to figure out during this is there are certain like things where I would always use Dixie, where I was like, can this be done with Diddy? And there are there were a couple things. I think both things you can. It just requires a little bit better timing. But there is like during the one the final k rule battle there's like a string of like projectiles that i you can easily float over with dixie i tried multiple times to jump over all of them with dick with diddy and i do not think he can jump that far so i think it's actually like impossible to do it as him without taking a hit that's what i was trying to say dixie can do everything diddy can diddy can't do everything dixie can it just seems odd to me that they would make it that you literally couldn't do a certain thing like that with diddy i i feel like that just means that i didn't figure out the right way to do it but i i tried doing it like just straight jump and it, it didn't work anyway uh the next level uh area is creme quay which is a like swamp ship port i mean a quay is literally a ship port but like a swampy theme they're not there if it's a ship port they're not porting their ships no, they're more like um what do they call it when you just sink your own ship it's What's like a word? it's like a ship graveyard yeah um i probably should also mention that the general progression of worlds in this game is very cool it's very i it, it like you know aaron we've been mentioning those d squirts every episode basically oh, now love, i get major squirt. dopamine squirts in from a like a we gotta rescue donkey kong let's go up this tall imposing mountain like let's get to the very top of the tower and rescue our friend like i think it's a very cool like kind of adventure theme to just be like let's fucking battle yeah. our way to the top of a tower i mean that's yeah that reminds me of um donkey on country returns um one and two one uh, you're moving around areas on the island just like that until you get to the top. Two, I I think is a better game, but yeah. I don't like it as much in, in this area because it doesn't have a world like that. You're just hopping from island to island, and yeah. islands are different themes. But I love that. I love like having a hub world that everything in the game is going to take place there. It's great, like a, another form of progression that they give you. Like I'm getting higher and higher up. It's like it, it really makes you encouraged to keep going. And when you see something like Crazy Kremland, um, you know, and then it's like, oh, I can see the inside of it. I can see more of it. Yeah. Very well designed overworld, for sure. Um, so Creme Quay, uh, 
So I actually have a quite a few notes about this one. So I, the first level is Barrel Bayou, which is, I got some like, got one particular bonus barrel that's tough to find. I'm not going to go into details about all these things, but uh, I think Bayou Boogie is a great song. Uh, one thing I did not know until more recently, um, even though I've been known this song for a while, is Bayou Boogie was intentionally written to be similar to Phil Collins's In the Air Tonight. Really? The like if you go back and listen to some of the like the like the, the, the initial drum yeah, beat, it is it is yeah. in, intentionally like kind of like the beginning of in the air tonight. Yeah, I, I can Phil hear Collins. That. Also That's British. Yeah. But why? <laughs> why him? Because <laughs> they're all British, because Rare is British and they like Phil Collins. Yeah. It's better than um, them putting like an Oasis song in this movie or this game. <laughs> Depends on the racist song. Yeah. Um, I really did like. I I really liked that. This I think is actually the first forest theme, and you know, you guys know me. I love a good forest, so (laughs) I wrote down. I really loved like that. Now we're entering like the foresty part of the island, and it is Mm. pretty interesting actually. Now that you mentioned like how the worlds evolve as you're climbing up this mountain. Um. Because I think it's it is like a wet swampy forest, and then as you go up to the next one, it's kind of more of a like bee a, I guess, forest, a, a forest that is like at like a higher elevation. And then once you get to the highest forest, they're all kind of gloomy, or they they have like fog and mist. So that is actually how mountains work. So yeah. I guess their science in this place really isn't different than ours. I uh, maybe we should see- research how to change lava in the water. Yeah, <laughs> think yeah. of the problems with itself um no i i really like i don't know if you guys like the um slime climb i, I love like slime levels. climb that yeah i like i like mass levels i like levels where you're climbing up the ship i i like it's, i also like the gimmick of like climbing while like de- deadly liquid rises yes <laughs> yes you. that is also and, cool. and also in general like i mean that was one thing to really love about gangplank galleon is i think the the the, the theme of like the ri- climbing the rigging of the ship is very cool um, especially like if it's like got like it's raining in the background and yeah. in the early world. And, yeah. But and it's definitely a pirate song that they're playing. <laughs> yeah. It just makes you want to grab a, some rum and start dancing around. Yeah. Um, but this is this is the where we get our first Bramble level. Ooh, and yes. I am so fascinated with Bramble Blast because so the background is not that diverse in detail compared to most of the other backgrounds in these levels. It's the levels mainly just spent in cannons and you're just timing your cannon shots except for like a secret area that you have with squawks so why do i love this level so much i i besides the music i think it's mainly the music the music is so damn good sticker brush symphony one of the most famous donkey kong songs if not the most famous donkey kong song it is the um best. and it's funny like even the cannons seem to be spinning to like the beat of the song or mm-hmm. if they are in my mind i don't know if that's intentional <laughs> or if they actually are but it, I mean, if they if they are, it has to be intentional. I well, there's like an interval where the cannons actually eject you, and like that interval is probably on like sixteenth or thirty two notes or whatever, and it's definitely timed up with the song. Yeah, like when the drums agree. come into the song, like that's when I'm just like, oh man. Yeah, do you ever find yourself? <laughs> yeah, you ever find yourself just like shooting back between two barrels, like to the beat of the song? Yes, and then I then I shoot myself directly into some bramble and die. Yeah, I it definitely is one of the best 
levels. It's just so well designed with like the maze of barrels. And you have to really think like, why would I shoot myself that direction? It would just lead me the wrong way. Like it's just really yeah. well done. Uh, my only note on that level is fun as a barrel of monkeys. Cause it sure is just a bunch of barrels full of monkeys. It sure is. <laughs> I'm, really I'm really fun. glad you showed up today equipped with as many Aaron type jokes as you possibly hey, could. <laughs> what am I doing here? Also, I'm going to have to go against you guys. I'm going to say not a huge fan of Bramble Blast. Not I mean, a huge I, I think any, your criticisms of it are, I would call fair because there isn't a whole lot to this level, but I just can't, I just get so excited every time I see it. And I'm like, all right, I know. And then I, you also know that better designed Bramble levels are on the horizon. Yeah. Yeah. I think part of it too, is for me, I played this game, as I said, in bed handheld, I would say I played half with headphones on half off. I definitely played uh Bramble Blast without the headphone or yeah, without headphones. So I did not get the benefit of music. So maybe that's also where my saltiness comes from. Yeah. I mean, this is the kind of game where the music is so good. It can make you have a better time. Yeah. <laughs> when I first, when I first did this, uh, I said to Kelia, like, just so you know, like I'm going to be playing video games, but I'm going to need some headphones for this. So I'm going to need you to be fully immersed in this experience. Yeah. Um, so the boss of this area is Cudgel which is like a classic uh, jump when the enemy stomps so you don't get stunned type boss. This is kind of an uninteresting, un, un, yeah, uninteresting boss, I would say. My only I mean, note here is really easy. <laughs> yeah, it. and they're also reusing Clubba, like the sprite for Clubba here. They do reuse some stuff in this game, which is maybe one of my other very minor criticisms, but I still I, don't really I, mind overall. It was very easy, but I'll give the bosses one thing. And it's, there's no two bosses that are exactly the same. They do try and differentiate them. So I'll give them credit for that. Yeah. All right. We get to um, kooky, crazy Kremland. <laughs> I love this world so much. And oh, yeah. you know, it's, it's like pretty fun. The honey levels, Hornet's Hole is the first one. I think that like, that song is an absolute, like, it's so it's so good it's tense it's awesome it's called flight of the zinger which i actually don't think i knew before mm. um that's a cool name for a song uh more squitter action in that first level there too um we get uh our our first Should we talk disco about the train? little uh, the, well, what i was just gonna what? mention the well oh shoot we're already over time oh it doesn't matter Okay, cool. We're going. This <laughs> so, one's gonna be. This is gonna be a long yeah. one. We're talking. It's a great game. We got a lot to say. There's a lot yeah, to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah so, uh, the, there's honey. You, basically, you're in like a honeycomb, and there's honey that you get stuck to. Yeah. Um, so you could either cling to walls if there's honey, but you're also stuck to the ground. So like, if an enemy comes that attacks from the front, like you got to jump over it or figure out what to do. So, yeah. particularly a, a strong en enemy in here is. Um, spiny he's like the hedgehog that attacks from the top yeah. and the front because you so you can't jump on top of him or from the front so you gotta you gotta get around that guy from behind so, you can't get him from he you can hit his front that's i think the only way you have to oh yeah you're right. solved into only the front yeah. so okay clapper no not clapper who's that guy with the big uh, the big mouth um it, uh, whatever claptrap claptrap there you go yeah uh but yeah the other uh honey level in this one is Rambi Rumble, which is a Love if you it. if you like Rambi so running fast, fucking up bees. Fast. Oh yeah! And then you get you get a king, you get a King Zing uh, boss chase, kind of like a a like a you know a hint that the boss is coming up soon. 
It's fun. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, I love that. Yeah, that's fun. We got two uh, roller coaster levels. What do you guys think about the roller coaster stuff? I mean, the, the disco music is fun. I think it's called Disco Train. Uh, <laughs> is the name of this the, the song. But like, do you guys like the roller coaster levels? I I liked Rickety Race. I think it's fun yeah. to try and uh, beat the other cramlings. Yeah. I think it's um, that's a tough DK coin to get to beat the all of them. Okay. Yeah, I got I, I got third place. I think. I thought you had to get first place to beat the level. No. So no, it was an easy one for me. It was an easy one for me to get because I just like didn't. I like had to restart it a couple times. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to win. It. I'm not going to win the race. I thought you had to win the race. To beat <laughs> oh, oh no, okay. no, no, no. And you, I, you have to. I, I, oh, think, I was going to say you have to win the race to get the the coin. Yeah, you have to. I think if you push forward, you go faster too, which is something I forgot. And I was like, I because I I was just kind of doing it at normal speed, and I got like third or fourth place. I was like, what the hell, like. The, why, why is that happening? And then I started pushing forward and I was going way faster. I think um, you're right. I was pushing forward just because that's just kind of like a second nature thing, like go faster. So also push to the right just in case. Yeah. But I think it does. Um, um, we, we got Bramble Scramble, which is, I think, a better design level than Bramble Blast. You got some squawks action and obviously yeah. music. This is where we start to see, and it will continue in the other worlds, Every level of the environment, they're getting really varied, right? So we have like roller coaster, high, yeah. we got a bramble level. Um, so that this is where the game starts kind of differentiating itself aesthetically more. And I'm I'm here for it. I it, they do yeah. a, such a good job of like, oh yeah, now you've got a good taste of that theme. Here's a new one. Or actually, like here's like two or three new ones. Right. Yeah, and then and then yeah. they by the time they start bringing them back again, they'll like throw one in late like every once in a while, one you've seen before with a new spin, and it always feels welcome. Yeah, yeah. My favorite hive level is in the next world. Not next I, I I'm not a fan of that one actually. I overall. Um my <laughs> but yeah. Back to this world. I think the only complaint I have about um the like the race levels it's just the background is really boring to me it's like a carnival it, it is and really it's oddly like just black yeah it's they didn't try too hard and the carnival is basically all ferris wheels it's like there's no way that many people are going on the ferris wheel. maybe that the kremlings I mean, love ferris yeah wheels. maybe the kremlings do we don't know maybe maybe that's the case um like, i don't judge i don't judge so the boss, the boss. yeah, the boss is King Zing, which is a fun, a fun level, a fun it's boss really fight fun. where you need to be squawks and you basically have to hit uh, King Zing in the ass. Five times, right? Five or six. <laughs> You're like hitting that. a stinger. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Right in the ass. <laughs> right in the ass. It would just be easier for to let him kill you. It would be easier <laughs> to let him stab you. <laughs> And then just wrench it out, wrench the stinger out. Yeah, I, honestly, I think this is the most fun boss in yeah. any game I've played on Super Nintendo. It's just fun to like try and get your timing right to get mm -hmm. get him to like be not facing you, or maybe get the timing right to face where he is facing you, and you somehow got that orange or whatever it is yeah. to hit a stinger. It's just so well, fun. and this is the only boss fight with an animal friend, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. I believe you're right, yeah. and it's the. I think this is my second favorite boss fight after the first K rule fight, but they're both pretty close. What I uh, don't yeah, I... understand is King Zing 
but he's the largest bee. So isn't that the queen? Again, it's a different universe. Well, maybe. right, but Brian, he he's willing to sting. The queen wouldn't do that. If she stung someone, she'd die. That's true. <laughs> so Aaron, leave it to Aaron to mansplain bees. bees. <laughs> when we're talking about you know, why <laughs> the king Brian, I don't know if you knew this, but when bees sting, they die. <laughs> <laughs> you just know so much about nature, Aaron. I, you know what? I've seen the B movie way too many times. <laughs> and that is Do you actually, know a lot about jazz? That is actually true. I've seen the B movie way too many times. Good movie. Um, no, no, it's not. It's, no. it's not. It's terrible. No. no, I liked it. Maybe I should watch it again. No, don't do that to yourself. <laughs> um, okay, so the next uh, world is Gloomy Gulch. My favorite world. I, I love this world, too. Yeah. Uh, the forest interlude theme music is beautiful yeah i have but if you are trying to 100 percent this game the run of levels to get to the ghostly grove haunted hall and gusty glade is like i think the hardest part about the entire game is doing that without losing lives and and getting to con college you can save is hard nor and doing it the way i like to normally play the game which is get everything in a level and then move on i can't do that with this because I will just die too many times, especially on Gusty Glade, which is a really hard level, but really fun. Yes. Yeah. This this world, I think, brings up a lot of the old themes or like level theming yeah. in terms of mm-hmm. mechanics and then just adds a twist to them um, yeah. in a way that I think is really satisfying. Uh, so, yeah, for example, like Parrot Shoe Panic, which is the next high level we get. It's been a little while since a hive level, right? That was the last world. So just when you're kind of itching for one, you get parachute panic, which I actually really like. Um, it's a weird inversion, right? Instead of flying around in brambles or instead of like climbing up in this hive, you're actually descending. You're like falling and you have to safely fall your way to the bottom of it. Stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good. Yeah, absolutely. This world is very, very fun. There's a lot of small little like things that they add in too, like, Ghostly Grove, it's kind of the same setting as like the forest levels from the previous world, but exactly. Um, yeah. but they have like sunlight barely coming through the trees, and it's creating like this effect of of a three-dimensional world that you're in. And I like I love that. And then you got Dusty Glade where there's wind. So you have to play with the wind in order to properly beat the level because the wind will go so fast to the right that's when you jump and you have to make like a really long jump but if you like it might push back at you and you have to like play with the wind and the leaves are blowing it's just really nice and the layout the layout of that level feels at least at the beginning like a very early level it feels like the world in donkey Kong country one Mm -hmm. but then as the level goes adding that wind it become it recontextualizes Mm -hmm. and becomes something completely different which i think is really cool so aaron why do you like parachute panic i (laughs) Again, I think it's a fun inversion of the hive. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you're not climbing up, you're falling down. Um, and then it's not Squawks. It's Squawks' sad friend that I guess can't fly up. Uh, <laughs> but I, I like the inversion of it. I kind of like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I like falling in games. I think falling is more fun than flying up. It is fun. I just, I guess, I don't know. There's, there's another one. There's another level like this that I like more. The one that is an ice theme um though in the lost world black i uh, i think it's black ice oh Bat- no not yeah. black ice battle there's there's one where you're falling yeah. i like i like that one a lot um gotcha. i don't like this one as much i I, not, I i get why you like it 
yeah i did not play the lost world levels for this one um so damn that's it aaron why. you know what yeah the black ice one <laughs> Yeah, I played it as Dixie though, so it was kind of easy. Yeah, I, I I mostly did that too, but I think it's fun. Uh, and I also like that music a lot. It was cool. I liked. Okay, one last thing mm-hmm. about this world: Web Woods. I really liked because you get Squitter in the middle. Early, yeah, and there really there aren't like I don't know. There's not much land. You kind of have to just make your own way through it. I just thought that was really cool. It's like. Here's your tool. It's Squitter. Get to the end. <laughs> like I just kind of like that. The only thing I don't like about it as someone who wants to 100% it is that the DK coin appears for like a half second in the oh, barrel right. at the end. And the timing of it is so difficult. And if you fail, you have to restart the whole level and play the entire level. And the level is slow. It's great if you only play it once. But if you play it multiple times because you're trying to get that DK coin, if you failed the first time, it's a it's a drag. And I, yeah. one of my other minor complaints about the game. I, I guess, did we mention this earlier when we were talking about like basic stuff? You can. Oh, get, no, I don't think we did. The yeah, target. you can get the G in Kong and sometimes the secret coins from the little things at the very end of the level. So you could get KON and be searching the level and not know where G is. You get to the end and you can get G, but it's cycling through like a one up balloon, some bananas, other items, and you have to time it perfectly to get the G or the special coin. And, and, and sometimes the G doesn't appear in it, but if, if, uh, maybe about half the time it does. Um, the uh, And do you guys ever find that you are purposely switching Kongs at the end if you have both of them so you'll get one of them to beat the level? No. I do that. Wait, to get to the to the bonus at the like, end? Or no, like, just, like, I'll get so to the, the heads. The amount of heads. The amount of heads. I, I always no, try to get more that. Diddy heads. <laughs> no, it was a wow. sea of Dixie heads for me. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> a sea of them. Um, so the boss of Gloomy Gulch is the crow again, but I think they do a cool spin on it where you're kind of climbing up multiple levels to fight the crow at the top of the... I thought it was hard. Really actually. hard. Yeah. yeah. This, is a, this is a tougher one for sure. The barrel, they like are just like throwing mm. uh, eggs. Eggs. Oh, yeah. They're throwing, throwing eggs, eggs at you, you real quickly yeah. on those ropes. Like, yeah. I actually did use, I couldn't use Diddy on this one because he was too fast. Yeah. He like, is really, it's hard. Going up Diddy. the rope when the, you have to climb up the ropes and the eggs are coming down at you and you have to kind of move to the left or the right to avoid it. He moves up the ropes so fast that I didn't yeah. even have time to react. So, props to Dixie again. Yeah. Um. All right. So the next world we got is K Rules Keep. What do you guys think of this one in general? Brian, at I this go point, <laughs> at this point in the game, I just want to find that Captain King K Rule and <laughs> just beat him because I know I'm there. I just yeah. I just want to get through these levels. And throw some throw some cannonballs at him. This has that windy well level. I think you like. Yes, and that yeah. was that was really tough. Arctic Abyss was a was really I like the ice theme because yeah. I I do really like when they do that. They got they got ice and it's like slippery. It's and we got uh we got our little clapper friend again. Yeah, in a snowbound land is a great song. Another like really beautiful piece of music oh i'm sorry no we got clapper and clapper's cavern what am i talking about yeah yeah and snowball um arctic abyss is another water level but i think that it's another one where you're not in the water constantly right. and i think that's this one is a, a, as fun as a water level can be 
Yeah, things. actually, I remember you just get on guard and just like blast through everything. It yes. wasn't really challenging. It's a pretty fast level. Yeah, Windy Well is. Uh, it uses that wind mechanic, but it's up and down instead of left and right. So, like when you're climbing this um, mine shaft, you're you have to like float with the wind. And yeah. there's this one point in the level where actually I don't even think we can save yet, right? So yeah, I think you have to be like three levels to save. Yeah. So you just bought creep. You just beat Creepy Crow. You beat Arctic Abyss. You want to get to that Kong College and save, but you got to get through Windy Well first. And it's tough. And, and there's this one point where you die a lot. And I had to figure out like a specific way to like throw Diddy at the, at the bot or at the enemy and then like float around and they give you like a one up um, balloon. Oh, I know yeah. exactly oh, what you're talking yes. about. Right. Exactly. Yes. Where yep. you need it. You get through that. Then you, you literally know you're safe as long as you get to that point every single time before. You yes. That's that, so well. I, I got saved this playthrough. I was about to die and have to redo those two levels. And then I got that one and saved my life. So here's the thing though. And this is a, this is something at games that bothers me in general. I feel that when games do that, like after an excruciatingly hard run, it'll give you like a one up or, you know, a bonus something. Um, and that to me signals like, like you knew this was too hard. Like you knew this was too hard and you did it anyway. Like, mm. why wouldn't you, why I, wouldn't you put a challenge like this, like locked away, like in a lost world level or something mm. like that? You know what I mean? That's fair. I think what they were actually doing was saying, this is going to take you a while. So here's a one up balloon so that you can actually like keep, keep, at do, it. keep trying. Yeah. Like, yeah. so you don't just like throw your controller and say, you'll do it tomorrow and then never do it again. There's hope is what I think they're giving you. Yeah. 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 You're probably right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, so, I would, I rescind my statement. So this, this gives us the castle like aesthetic, which is basically just like a dark dungeon. I, yeah. I this, this aesthetic is fine. I, I like, again, I like that they mix it up and they give you something new here that and like the Arctic thing. Um, I, I do like the level toxic trouble a lot. It's like first of two end game levels where you use a bunch of animal friends um the other one uh in the lost world is a fucking pain in the ass uh, but animal this one antics. this one's fun yeah animal antics is a royal pain in the ass uh but yeah i like i like toxic trouble and there's no boss fight kind well of. there's a boss but you don't fight anybody. yeah <laughs> well you, you just find donkey kong tied up in chains and then you move on to the next one. apparently in the um, game boy advance one there is a boss but who cares also, about that one? Uh, I'm looking at a wiki. Do you want to know what the musical theme is for that boss, quote unquote? Uh, I, I used to know the name of it. I don't. Uh, what is it? It's false triumph, question mark. Oh, that's funny. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Very uh, on the nose, I guess. Um, yeah. I, and also, like we were talking about, like the it's really cool that you're kind of just climbing the mountain. And then this level this world is specifically designed where like every level is above it vertically and you're at the tippy top of the tower and you can, you like see in the overworld, you can see in the background, like Donkey Kong Island or some, or maybe it's the lost world, but like you can get a sense for like how high you've climbed, which is really fun. Yeah. And all those castle levels are all climbing up. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got aesthetic. Oh, I was just going to say the castle aesthetic gets, uh, the castle aesthetic gets a little old to me. Like I agree with Brian. By yeah. the end of this world, I'm like, okay, let's go. Um, and you don't have much to go because uh, then we get to the flying croc, which is like 
K rules, you know, airship. And we only get one level to have to play beforehand, which is very refreshing. It's, it's nice to know that you're not, you don't have to do like an entire world again, especially if you're just kind of antsy to beat the game. Um, it's Screech's Sprint. Screech it's is hard. apparently um, yeah. K. Rule's pet parrot. I think it's hard, but again, it, it's the kind of difficulty I enjoy and don't mind even at, in the late game. I'm fine with this because it is basically the last level. I mean, outside of optional mm-hmm. levels. So yeah. I'm, I'm okay with it. And as I was, yeah. I was playing this game this time, I would do the Lost World levels as I went. As soon as I had enough Krem coins, I would go do them. And so I didn't save all the Lost World levels to the end like I usually do. And that's my preferred way to play it now when 100%ing it. Because I think the Lost World levels, a couple of them, like the 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 new theme that they add, which is like, it's like a jungle theme, sort of. I don't really care for that theme very much, um, that aesthetic, uh, especially in Animal Antics, which is a stupid level because it's hard but anyway so f- sorry back to the flying croc so we got our battle against king k rule which is really fun i mean it's a lot of um you know different patterns projectiles and having to dodge him charging at you and picking up a cannonball and throwing it into his blunderbuss which apparently is also a vacuum uh, yeah <laughs> uh and then it explodes and does damage to him i i really like this boss fight a lot uh, it's yeah it's it's the right level of challenging for the end game boss like yeah i'm sorry mario bowser was never hard <laughs> um <laughs> no. but k rule he he packs a punch he's got several stages you got to get through and i really like uh, i'll just say this i really like this about this boss is how the every every like thing he throws at you kind of emulates like a an enemy that you had to fight earlier in the game. Like I think the last ones are kind of like spinning cannonballs, but like they kind of fly just like a zing. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like, okay, what have we been preparing for this exact moment? Let's do it. I like that. I agree. Aaron, do you agree? Yeah. In this one case, (laughs) I'm going to, in this one case, I'm going to agree with you guys. No, I I think I, the very end of this game, I like it. I I think this game drags a little bit towards the end, like the last world. Um, But we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll get to my overall thoughts in a little bit. Um, So last but not least, we have the lost world. I don't really know where this is relative to the rest of the game world. I keep meaning to like actually figure that out. Uh, But I, I, either way, it's lost. It's, so no, I guess you're right. Um, Clubba knows because he's the gatekeeper, and yeah. King K. Rule knows because he's the boss there. Um, but yeah, it's like this volcano like thing in the center, shaped like a King K. Rule's head, and it's got this like neon light flowing out. I don't really understand what it's what it's doing. Overall, <laughs> I I like Black Ice Battle and in this world, um, it's tough, um, but it's fun. It's like you're descending on thin and steep icy platforms while avoiding enemies, kind of like the parachute panic type thing. Um, animal, yeah, as I mentioned, animal antics is really hard because there's a part we have to play as squawks when there's wind blowing, which is just Oof. so difficult. Um, but I think I the, really the like boss fight, jungle. you do like it? I like the jungle theme, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know me, I'm a forest guy. <laughs> you're a forest guy uh, uh, i i yeah. found something interesting about the boss fight what um apparently the boss fight was supposed to be clubba oh it yeah supposed it was supposed to be let's see because i just saw that um 
It was originally, yeah, it was supposed to be Cudgel. Uh, oh. Eventually, Captain K. Rule became the boss. It, it's an interesting spin on the K. Rule fight, unlike the first one where you have to constantly have to like find cannonballs to throw at him. You basically just need to avoid a long, long series of projectiles, and then there, he'll just drop one cannonball and you kill him that time. And I, it's a shorter boss fight overall, and I think it's easier. I don't know how you guys feel about it. I think it's easier probably because it was originally meant to be not K. Rule, but Cudgel. Like, it wasn't supposed to be a repeat of the last boss. Ah. I don't... I, I, would I didn't assume. play this playthrough, yeah. so I have no comment. But oh, okay. I do think the volcano in the middle is is Clubba, or one of those Kremlings. I don't think it's K. Rule. Uh, it might be. You Maybe. might be right. Who knows? I, it's one I of those Kremlings, Krem, Krem things, <clears throat> whatever they are. Yeah. Um, so really quick, we'll do the end game. We'll get to some of our final thoughts and we'll get to our usual segments. Um, so the end game, you know, it's based on the number of DK coins collected. You get Cranky's video game heroes. You need a certain amount of coins to beat uh, Mario, Yoshi and Link. Uh, one thing that is interesting that I never really thought of um, at the bottom right of the screen, there's a trash can and a sign that says no hopes. And next to it is Earthworm Jim's red blaster and Sonic the Hedgehog's red shoes. I think it's funny that they have Earthworm Jim's Red Blaster as if Rare was acknowledging that Earthworm Jim was like actually a competitor to Mario and Donkey Kong in terms of like popular platforming and video gaming. I, I, I like Earthworm Jim, the video game. I don't think it's like in terms of the way that audiences viewed it. I don't think Earthworm Jim is on the same level of popularity as Sonic and Donkey Kong and Mario. Well, hindsight is twenty twenty, isn't it, James? <laughs> That's true. Um, but yeah, when you beat Donkey uh K Rule again um in the Lost World, you have a shot of like DK, Dixie, and Diddy watching the island explode and uh K Rule escapes yet again. And that's the end Ryan, of the game. As a forest guy, how do you feel about this entire island of forest being destroyed? <laughs> we certainly shouldn't destroy <laughs> any more forests or any more pollinators, and that's kind of seems to be the theme of this game. So I think I retract everything I said about liking it. You are destroying <laughs> we were- a lot of you're destroying a lot of pollinators in this game. That's true. A lot of pollinators. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah. Um. All right. So what do you guys think works about this game? We've been talking throughout about what we like about it. We, you know, f- feel free to keep it quick if you want. But yeah, what what works? What doesn't work, Brian? What do you, in your mind? I honestly think I already covered all that, but <laughs> I'm not going to say. We often do. And we just say, we just say it again. So you want a, a concise summary? No, I mean, just off the top of your head. It doesn't have to be like... What doesn't, I'm going okay. to disagree with James. I'm going to say concise summary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not off the top of your head. Here's what works. Um, everything <laughs> except how... It's, you don't know if you're going to... lift like the overlapping thing mm-hmm. like I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how you describe that. I don't know where the boundary is between my body and the physical universe... And that sometimes really frustrated me. That didn't work. Everything else works. The music, the graphics, the uh, I don't, just the visual, the visual, the uh, the way that the visual world and the music and like the visual auditory, all the senses are stimulated really mm-hmm. well. Except touch, because touch is the hard one in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, the game, the Brian, game. you're holding the control. You're you're doing nothing yeah. but touching. No, that's true. Yeah. You're right. How about how about you, Aaron? Concise summary. 
Yeah, Kensei summary. Um, I'm going to repeat a lot of the things we said, you said. Uh, I think the aesthetic is great. I know it looks different now in 2022, but I think especially for the time, it was pretty astounding that the graphics look that way. Um, I think the level themes, I think they do a great job of like really eating every part of the buffalo or using every part of the buffalo. Um, each level feels distinct. It feels like it has its own ideas working. It doesn't feel like a copy paste of other levels. Um, yeah, I think what doesn't work, I'm going to agree with Brian. I think there's some weird platforming issues that don't quite work probably because of the isometric graphics. I'm also going to say that I don't love all the animal buddies. Um, I don't think Ratley is great. Um, I think the spider is fine, but it could be faster. Um, so yeah, those it's are gotta hold. Why? Yeah. Also water, water levels. I think the water theme, not great. Overall I don't love it. <laughs> Agree. Thanks, Aaron. Very concise. Very yeah, um, yeah, summarized. Give us your long rambling piece <laughs> of shit thing that you're going to say. <laughs> uh, okay. If you, because you asked. Um, well, I already said what doesn't work in that like, you know, banana coins reset to zero when in your lives reset when you quit. Uh, if you saved your game, you know, um, the web woods has that annoying thing about 100%ing the game, getting that damn DK coin. Uh Water levels are weaker. I wouldn't say I hate them, um, but they're definitely weaker. But what works is pretty much everything else. Characters, enemy designs, character designs, level designs, difficulty, level themes, progression in general, like climbing the tower, very action movie-like. Perfect balance between challenging and, and, and I guess, easy. The music is incredible. It just overall, I think this is a astoundingly good game with unbelievable replayability that it manages to be charming, challenging and fun pretty much the entire way through the game. And I I, like at its best platforming is, is like never better. And even at its worst, I think that it's still amazing to listen to and to look at. And you can't say that about a lot of other games. That's fair. I, yeah, I would agree with all of that. All so, right. well. <laughs> <laughs> what do we do now? Um, all right. So if this was going to be a movie, obviously it'd have to be animated, right? I mean, you can't, oh. you can't do like the whole weird, I mean, you can't do the Lion King thing, but where you try to make it hyper-realistic. Or the we Lion, just get Cron- Cronenberg to do prosthetics <laughs> on everyone. <laughs> Oh, my God. oh, actually, you know what? Like in the style of like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like the 80s one, yeah, but, uh, yeah. that would be terrifying. Yeah. Um, I just I yeah, animated. I You know, I just I try to come up with some like voice cast people, but it's like it was difficult to do. This one's unfortunately not as fun to do as a movie. Um, yeah, I had Diddy not as like a young voice. I have Brendan Fraser as his voice. Oh. Okay. And then I have like Abby Jacobson from Broad City as Dixie. And that's mainly just because Miranda's been rewatching Broad City and it's such a funny show and it's so funny. And also she does voice work. She's like the lead voice actress in that Matt Groening wow. show, like Disenchantment oh, or whatever. Gotcha. Uh, and then in key role, I have Keith David because he's just good at. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't, I wasn't prepared for this discussion, but. Just looking at the picture of Diddy and Dixie, I see Ben Stiller and Ben Stiller's actual wife in real life. 
Christine oh, Taylor, huh? Okay. That would work. All right. Interesting. I, I cast everyone. Uh, you so... mean all, like all the like fifty Kremlings? <laughs> yeah, I cast all the Kremlings. Oh, can you I do it concisely? <laughs> yes. Uh, no, you'll you'll kind of know the vibe from my Diddy and Dixie casting. Diddy Kong, I had Ed Helms, and Dixie, I had Scarlett Johansson. Okay. For for DK, I did Seth Rogen because he's going to be DK. Yeah, sure. I refuse yeah. to ca- cast him for that reason. <laughs> Uh, K rule. I had JK Simmons because I thought he'd be a fun K rule. He could be a good cranky too, or a K rule. I agree. Ooh, that's that's a good cr- for cranky. I had Danny DeVito. <laughs> All right, never, never mind. That's better, <laughs> right? And then for Funky Kong, I had Post Malone. <laughs> How did you arrive there? Has he done voice acting before? <laughs> he never has, but I've been watching music videos of him and I think he's fun. Okay. Um, for Wrinkly, I had Dame Helen Miram. <laughs> yeah, and and for sure, Swanky, I had actor John Ham. <laughs> Why did you say actor for his name? <laughs> no one, no one else's. I guess they're all actors except Post Malone. He's not. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I had I had Swanky as John Ham. Not to be confused with the John Ham was not an actor. <laughs> not to be confused <laughs> with the potentially thousands of John Hams <laughs> that exist who are not actors. Yeah. Yeah. Like John Voigt, the yeah. dentist. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, one yeah. one thing that I'm gonna throw at you guys. Okay. Let's each do our best impression of a Kremlin being murdered. The Kremlin, oh! like <laughs> Bruh! Bruh! <laughs> I feel like we all kind of did the same thing. I was just kind of using yours. I will oh! I didn't try to do it. <laughs> They each have a unique. They, they do. It. It's beautiful. They do. Um, I almost did that when I when we first started the podcast. But this is the first thing you were gonna say. Hi, Brian. <laughs> we we would have known what you meant. It's true. <laughs> so, would you guys want to live in the world? Yes. Of this game. No. Absolutely. N- explain Absolutely yourselves. Not. I I also don't, but I want. So I need Brian to explain why he does. Well, I love forests. I guess. There you go. Does you it do seem realize like that forests exist in our world, though. <laughs> you don't have don't to go in here. <laughs> That's my thought as well. I'm like, this is some of these areas are kind of beautiful, but they're also like super hostile. And this whole world doesn't seem really ideal for humans to live in. Okay, well, can I have a Rambi? I'll just take a Rambi with me everywhere I go. I suppose, totally but fun. you're going to be just eating bananas and having diarrhea constantly. I love bananas. <laughs> I was about to say I love diarrhea. Well, okay. <laughs> to be fair, Brian, I don't know if you eat eggs. The the crow things, those eggs are enormous. One of those eggs would feed you for like three weeks. So yes, again, thank you. Right. I would right. Aaron, why not? Um, just the bees. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think bees. about how big the bees are. That's. <laughs> but they basically are stationary. That's a that's a great point. They kind of just float around can't argue with you yeah but you could also say bees are stationary and kind of just float around in the real world and i still don't want bees near me not a bee guy i'm not, not a big not bee a, guy job's not on board yeah uh, how, how, how's the bee yeah, situation going yeah. on this off topic sorry uh there are bees um big big pollination it's a kind of a jungle so got a lot of bees and you basically moved to this 
Oh, <laughs> damn. Really, he really got did. you. You're trapped now. I live in Donkey Kong country. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, same reasons as Aaron said. Also, yeah, it doesn't seem very like inhabited. Not civilized enough for you? No. no. I mean, it's not at all civilized. So I'm going to, yeah. Okay. No, I'm going to pass on this one. Um, that's why I was the guest because I would live there. I'm glad oh, that you had a I, had a different uh, different view. I, new I, I, requ- yeah, new requirement for guests. Guests have to, have to have to be willing to live in the world. Have to have <laughs> differing opinions. <laughs> yeah. um, Aaron, do you find any good fan fiction? Uh, I wouldn't call it good. I found some fan fiction <laughs> that I laughed at. I. Uh, I, I usually have better fan fiction than I do, so I'm just gonna go through mine really quick and save yours because it's yeah, generally better. Um, I found a lot of just straight up adaptations of the game, which yes. I think shows the strength of the core minimalistic narrative and adventure. Um, it's basically could just be used as a script for uh, a movie. And I didn't read through all of it, but it was like a ten chapter um, one just called Diddy's Conquest. That I thought was pretty good. Um, there is a that same person wrote a sequel to it called The Approaching Storm, which they did not finish in classic fan fiction fashion where they just give <laughs> they up and they're just like, what am I doing with my life? Um, and then I found a uh, fat fantasy, uh, Diddy oh. Kong Weight Gain, which is literally just uh, sexualizing Diddy uh, if he was 600 pounds. People have, uh, you can find a lot about people's kinks in um, fan fiction, which I you sure appreciate. Do. What about you? So I found one. It's called um, The Big Surprise. Um, Diddy and Dixie receive a big surprise. (laughs) Read to find out what it is. Chapter story complete. It is complete. It is four chapters. It is a very short story. Um, I'm just going to read some some things from you um, or to you. Uh, Here's the author's note. Okay, it's been a while since I wrote something for Donkey Kong, but now I've gotten an idea. I do not own the Donkey Kong franchise. No need to riot. I'm going to get this show on the road. I like that they wrote that thinking that perhaps Nintendo's lawyers like to go to um, fanfiction.net to riot about people writing about the Donkey Kong franchise, (laughs) despite the fact that they don't own it. Yeah. All right. It was nighttime on Congo Bongo Island, but some of the inhabitants were most likely still awake. We don't know, but probably they are. Like Diddy and Dixie Kong, for example. Hey, why don't we check up on them? Let's go. What do you think Diddy and Dixie are doing? Are you asking us? Yeah. Um, what do you think they're doing? Uh, making love? <laughs> oh, no. Well, yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a good guess because there would be tons of fan fiction. People just making them fuck. At Diddy and Dixie's treehouse, we find the couple sitting on the living room couch together watching reruns of The Big Bang Theory on TV. <laughs> Damn, this, Brian, has become a common, this has become a common thing for the two ever since they got married a year ago. Ah. After a long day of adventuring around Congo Bongo Island, the two return to the treehouse they call home, eat dinner, shower together, and watch a bit of TV until they feel tired enough to get some sleep. Hmm. So that's a Somebody pretty, wrote this? Somebody wrote this. It's a pretty bleak, boring, post-marriage life. Hmm. This is like writing a story about people's everyday life. Yeah, it goes on. As for what they watched, it usually didn't matter to Dixie. Sometimes they watched the Big Bang Theory like they were doing right now. Otherwise, or other nights they watched sports. Dixie didn't really mind. As long as Diddy was enjoying it, then so did she. 
This is bad. <laughs> All right. So um, Dixie gets a stomach ache, right? She's kind of worried about it. Diddy's like, whatever, don't worry. This is later. An hour passed, but Dixie hadn't fallen asleep yet. She couldn't go to sleep. Not, not because the Big Bang Theory was keeping her awake, but because her bad stomach ache wasn't going away. It was actually getting worse. That was new. Now, I just love how the Big Bang Theory keeps coming back as what they're watching in the story. And I love imagining that Dixie and Diddy in their boring ass married life just decide to watch the Big Bang Theory, implying that humans also exist in this world. Also, three guesses what Dixie's stomach ache is. Too many bananas. Too many bananas. <laughs> yeah. Guys, guys, it's fan fiction. It's a baby. Oh, of course it's a baby. Also, for those of you who are smart who paid attention at the beginning, the Daisy or the baby's name is Daisy. Oh. Um, which was an alternate name for Dixie. Remember, Aaron? Do you are you excited or discouraged by the fact that actor Jim Parsons is in the world of this fan fiction? Um, I like imagining that King K. Rule could kidnap and hold ransom the actor Jim Parsons in this world. <laughs> so I'm okay with it. Okay, he has it coming. Yeah, he really does. After Young Sheldon, good God. Yeah. In my world where Ben Stiller is Diddy Kong, can Kid Rock be K. Rule? Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> just seems well, so right. And that goes towards our, we always ask, does this support fan fiction? I would say yes. Yeah. I would say the Donkey Kong universe supports some level of fan fiction being made. What would, you, what would your fan fiction be, Brian? Would it just be like Kid Rock is King K. Rule and... Oh, I was just thinking he's going to be the voice for K. Rule. Oh, well, I guess. <laughs> but like, if you had to like write your own, like, what what would what about this world do you want to know more about? Like, if you had to like write fan fiction yourself or like commission someone else, like Aaron, to write fan fiction about set in this universe, what would you want him to write about? Well, I would certainly love if there was indeed a tr- a love triangle between Diddy donkey and dixie so an erotic novel yeah and i really think (laughs) okay so i wrote this down way early in our uh after being asked to be a guest (laughs) if if there was a ever a pornography uh recreation of this it would be diddy's dong quest (laughs) i mean and i'm just gonna drop the mic and leave now (laughs) well we're almost done so yeah i know i'm kidding you good there you go and I Kid Rock in... would not be involved with that one. Fortunately. Yes, very fortunately. Yeah. Um, I would like a fan fiction that stars Brian, where it's just him walking through all the forests of the the Kremlin country, just soaking it all in. Yeah, with my buddy Ram- uh, Rambi, and I'll have Squitter at my side in case yeah, I need but then you'll to be, go across you'll, any large You'll traverses. be devastated at the end when the island explodes. <laughs> I would yeah, have. That's a very questionable way to deal with their problem. Just blow it up. <laughs> I would like a very meta fan fiction where esteemed actors and married couple Ben Stiller and Christine Taylor are cosplaying as Dixie and Diddy have completely <laughs> lost their minds and are going around the world of like our actual world thinking that they are in the universe of this game and they both get committed to a hospital for the cr- for the criminally insane. Because they keep like, jumping on animals' heads. Criminal with a K. Yes. <laughs> I like them doing that with someone named John Ham who's not an actor. 
one one M, right? Just man. John yeah, John Ham. Oh. Well, that's everything. Well, that's Donkey Kong Country 2, gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Brian, we always wrap up by just talking about uh, what we've like read, watched, um, what recently that we'd recommend or oh. maybe that we wouldn't recommend uh, or what like, video games we've played. Okay, I got a good one. All right. It actually interfered with my progress through Donkey Kong Country 2. Oh. I had covid like two weeks ago and i was like great i'm gonna play video games um i bought myself Mar- mario tennis aces on the <gasps> switch that game's great i know i was addicted i played it like just for hours and hours a little bit too much <laughs> and i really recommend it to Brian, anybody we have to play we have to play online because i have mario tennis aces and it is a, a very fun game it's an ace for sure it is an ace maybe i should pick it up i mean, I'll, yeah yeah should, it's I should, just i should play it there are a lot of gimmicks as you you said jim but like yeah. the little walkthrough of like on the like their adventure mode teaches you just how to use it the right way and like i'm it's just so fun and there's like fun ways they do like boss fights with tennis and, yeah it's yeah. so cool the yeah, mirrors in that like yeah. in the ghost house like it's basically yes. portal but your Ooh. tennis, oh my man, it's great. It's so good. Actually, I saved the Bowser level until after this podcast so that I didn't feel like I was cheating on you guys with a different video game. <laughs> well, Portal, I just admitted to cheating on you. Portal guys. and Portal 2 are both on Switch now if you want to play those on Switch. Oh, I do. And I was actually going to ask if you guys have done that on this show because you should. Uh, we we, we will we will definitely yeah. portal 2 is another one of my favorite video games ever i think portal 2 is actually better but okay yeah. i'm getting off track i i yes. agree no this is exactly what the this part of the show is for um right. i uh saw two new movies uh i saw bullet train which was fine slash good not like great it's brad pitt like playing an assassin and then being goofy which was fun but i think that the movie was kind of trying a little too hard to be good and how is that like funny uh barely in it okay <laughs> uh kind of doesn't really do much i would say kind of a nothing role yeah if you ask me um i watched a slice of life anime movie with miranda called words bubble up like soda pop which is like a cute netflix kind of like romance movie uh that i enjoyed um i've been replaying sekiro which is aaron's favorite video game of all time what else Go sorry what we're, else we're at least favorite video game of all time um and uh i think basically just one piece more watching one piece um about at level uh i'm almost at episode 700 of like 1050 episodes or something so that's impressive. I'm almost there. You're basically. <laughs> it's there. only been about a year of watching, 700 yeah. episodes. Brian, just for context, this manga and show has been going on for 20 years. Um, what is it? It's about pirates. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, sometimes I think your life is you're the you have like 28 hours in a day. 
I don't know how I, you do so I much. think the same thing. I don't know how he does <laughs> it either. Do so I don't know how he does it. <laughs> and he 102 percented this game. Yes. <laughs> He's always like, oh, I platinum four games last week. And I'm like, in the hyperbolic time chamber? Like, where? When? How? I, <laughs> I, uh, I try to fit a lot of things into my day, but I also try to, like, get sleep. Uh, so I'm up. I'm like, <laughs> nice. I'm. I think I've told you before, Aaron, like I wake up at like five in the morning while I'm eating breakfast. I am watching one piece when I'm walking to the gym. I'm watching one piece when I'm on the treadmill. I'm watching one piece. And then I might walk home. I study Japanese. And then that and by the time I get back, it's like eight. And I've already done all those things. And then I can start my <laughs> actual day. Oh, my God. You got a lot of goals. That makes yeah, me nauseous just to think about. Yeah, it's, I mean, if it, yeah, I mean, the, the the answer is how do I do it? It's it's I'm obsessive and have a lot of anxiety. <laughs> so Fair enough. Oh, we're really touching on everything here. Yeah, <laughs> this is a personal feelings corner. Um, Aaron, tell us about your personal feelings and what you've been up to. My feelings about the haunting of Hill House, which Edgar and I finished this week, is oh, that, is that it was good? fine. Oh, it's fine. Interesting. Um, What I do recommend is watching the 1954 black and white movie, The Haunting. I have seen Um, that. It's pretty entertaining. It's pretty entertaining. It's one of my favorite movies ever. We should probably do it for the show at some point. I'd love to. Halloween. Yeah. I've known that movie for a long time. I've I've loved that movie for a long time. And they're both both based off The Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson. Um, The Haunting, as I understand it, the film is a much closer adaptation. Not that that matters. Um, I thought The Haunting of Hill House, the Netflix show, was good. I think it missed some of the thematic beats that I think make the film really strong. Um, but in terms of like, uh, like in terms of acting and like family drama, I think it's very, very well done. In terms of like the deeper themes and things that I find actually scary, I don't think it's very scary. Hmm. Um, but it was, it was, it was good. It was okay. I know I saw a lot of people giving it like tens out of tens and A pluses. It's not a ten out of ten. It's not an A plus. I'd give it like a B. It's like a B plus. Okay. And you're describing the Netflix series? The Netflix series, The Haunting yeah. Hill House. I like yeah. that. I, I did. I agree yeah. with you. I agree with you. I, yeah, it's like a B <laughs> plus. It's not like an A plus. It's not like a 10 out of 10. People were saying it was like a 10 out of 10. It's not. Hmm. Um, I, I'd give it a B. Yeah, I would B give is it a fine. B. But B, that's yeah. basically fine. Bees are fine. Bees are, po- bees are pollinators. <laughs> um, so, um, tonight, Edgar and I are going to watch the first Twilight um because he has not seen it so i'm gonna subject him to that um and then i've just been playing a lot of xenoblade chronicles 3 um and then i'm also very sick in the head so i got uh stardew valley and i've been playing that for about five or six hours and it's extremely addicting yeah i can't Um, i can't wait to start it um speaking of people who have a lot of time on their hands i mean aaron so you know brian xenoblade chronicles 3 is a game that has a 120 hour long story apparently yeah, I probably won't pick that one up. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, now that we've lured you here, this is like an intervention that you need to buy Monster Train. Oh yeah, I know. So I was just about to <laughs> talk about my future. My future involves finishing this Donkey Kong game, getting through 102, percent which apparently is a thing in this game. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna beat Bowser Mario Aces, and you're gonna then show up and. Just show me how to play Monster Train, and we're going to do it. And I I'm am. Excited. Jim's coming out here, Aaron. I'm excited. Whoa, that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, James, while you're out there, make him play Dark Souls. 
I, I think I got to pick and choose my battles. We just talked. No, that's probably <laughs> not on the agenda. But Aaron, you know agenda. he'll like. You know he'll like Monster Train. You yeah, know right. he you won't will become, care about Dark Souls. You will become obsessed with Monster Train. Also, Brian, um, you should play Slay the Spire and get it Stop on your. Stop giving me suggestions. No, this game you can play on your phone and you will become obsessed. With. Oh, it's a phone game. Sure, it's a phone game. Yeah, <laughs> you got say that again. Slay the Spire. Okay. Yeah. Get Thanks. It. Um, well, Brian, thank you so much for doing this. This was yeah, great. This, this was Thanks, awesome. Bry guy. I really um, enjoyed this too. Uh, invite me back anytime. We will. What are you doing next week? Uh, Jim's going to be here. Oh yeah. I don't, <laughs> Aaron, we, we might need to take a week off actually. Now that I think about it. Yeah. yeah we're going to be, uh, Oh, I'm so I'm finding this out on the air, huh? You can come too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, thank you for doing this. This was so great. And um, absolutely. Yeah, uh, this was a blast. I, I loved the prep work and just replaying the game and talking about it. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, we like to end this show with obscure references to and sometimes overt references to How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the 1960s um, classic animated film. Would you mm-hmm. like to say something about it? Because uh, if you don't, Aaron will, and he actually might anyway. That's I'll take that as a no. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, the Grinch, green. You know who else is green? King K. Rule. Coincidence? I think not.